This episode, like every episode of Off the Rack, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns on YouTube. And now, on with the show. Hey, comic book readers, and welcome to a very special live episode of Off the Rack. As with every episode of Off the Rack, uh, it is at one point live, and then if you're catching it afterwards, it is no longer live. But hey, if you're here right now, it means you're watching it live. I am your host, Sal, along with my other host, Tiffany. Your Hi. host, really? Uh, <laughs> it's a little different today, but it's not the norm. We're getting back to basics very soon. Yeah. I want to mention this show uh, is sponsored by viewers like you. If you want to help us out, you can use Super Chats, ask a question or comment here on the program. We'll read it just right here, and you'll be part of the show forever. Uh, this is a show, of course, where we take books from the past week, and we recap them, kind of. We review them mostly, and then we tell you what books are coming out this week that we think you should pick up. Uh, and there's a doozy of books coming out next week, uh, or this week, I should say. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. We got three big topics of conversation happening today. Uh, we're talking about the death of the Justice League. They died and they're never coming back ever. Uh, the brand new status quo of Spider-Man, which is so different and so new. And also an added extra thing that I wanted to talk about with Tiffany. And I forgot to mention it to her. Oh, boy. I love surprises. I know. Jordan White uh, did an interview with uh, some some group i don't remember who it was uh it was uh yeah it was aped comics i don't remember what the hell that stands for but they get on all the book covers and uh they uh white wanted to share uh some 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 thoughts on uh what happened with moira and why she is what she is okay and how that may or may not be what hickman planned all along Oh, okay. So uh, we got all that and more happening I'm, today. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, so before we jump into everything, uh, actually, that is everything. So that's everything. I'm excited to just. So uh, thanks for hanging out with us. And yeah, we'll that's see you next it. week. Thanks a lot for watching. Don't forget <laughs> to like this video, subscribe to our channel, and of course, donate to our Patreon generously. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Uh, here's the deal. Um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to pull up a book that uh we uh that it's i read like, it's like you're like at random I, I, like i won't even know what it is like it might no, be mine it might be fun. yours yeah uh no this is a this is a book this should have been a big deal and it wasn't because okay. of how freaking delayed it was and that would be teenage mutant ninja turtles the last ronin number five. Oh yeah yeah oh yeah indeed all right i'm sorry i fell right into that i did no, exactly it's... what you needed me to do by accident <laughs> It's a story by Peter Laird, uh, written by Tom Waltz, with art by Esau Escorza. Uh, and, uh, you know, The Dark Knight Returns, a vacation of Ninja Turtles. Of course, this is like a fun little homage in its own right, because Ninja Turtles was inspired primarily by Eastman and Laird's love of Frank Miller comics. Of course, if you see, you know, the, that whole kind of like snake eating itself of, of, of Ninja Turtles. Cool. Um so here it is. Yay, I guess. Um, first issue, huge. Oh, no, I got rid of Tiffany. That's okay. There we go. I'm back. Huge, huge numbers. Did great. Uh, and then, uh, you know, some delays hit it. Some significant delays. Yeah, like I, I feel like I don't think I remember the last time you talked about the previous issue. Like I just, I don't have. I, I think don't it's been a year. Frame. I think it's been a year or so. It, 
I don't. I can't say for sure, but it feels it's been like a while. It's, it's been a it's been a while. Yeah, but yeah, it 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 wraps up, and what happens? You know, um, the the fifth or the the fourth turtle. Uh, I I don't know how many people read this book, so I don't want to spoil everything. But like, did you say the fourth the, turtle? There are four turtles. Yeah, the the surviving turtle. Oh, of the Ninja Turtles gets bloody revenge. Okay, uh, Casey and uh, April's daughter casey uh saves the day in her own way it's this is not a very good issue Um, really yeah it it yeah it was the wind was knocked out of its sails by the delays if it was released as an original graphic novel i think it would have had a lot more impact um i think this will be one of the few times that that this book will be poorly reviewed because i think when it's all collected more people will remember it and they will remember that it's all together and they'll feel that emotional, you know, impact of the final issue all at once. And so as a result, they'll never remember the the, the horrible delays or the right, like, right. Just the just the complete wrap of, uh, you know, like it. It's ve- at the end of the day, it's very superficial. Mm, OK, it's it's you know, it's a bad guy, descendant of Shredder takes over New York all but one turtle remains the future sucks he's grizzled and angry so to get honor and uh revenge for his family he kills the bad guy you know the real tension is like will he or will he not die right you know um there is some i don't know i i think that when it's all read together it'll feel a lot better Okay. Uh, I need to reread the whole series. I just read this like from the last time I read issue four to now. And so I'm like, Ugh. but right. I, 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 I reread the last like four pages. Cause I was like, I didn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. And I should have felt something. Mm-hmm. Feeling should hell? have been had and none. Yeah. Were. It's it, it, cause it is, it's, it's a fun out of continuity future dark you know interpretation of the of, of the turtles inspired mm-hmm. by its own inspiration so you know like neat so yeah i guess you're gonna give to give it a little time and then come back to it and see yes about it because that's it's either like you said exactly the the delay or they just couldn't stick the landing which does happen yeah and i think that the it's funny like the landing is all you could have expected from it like it is what it is and it mm-hmm. is like it's not trying to be anything else it's, it's right it is just being a substantive list dark knight returns reimagination right but i don't know man it's <laughs> it, you know it's something else okay this will be the next turtles book you see on back issues okay so even after all that you're like yeah but i'm still gonna do it it's huge it's the hugest the turtles have been in comic form since they launched right but does that warrant well i mean i I think the premise of it being you know last uh, dark knight returns for the ninja turtles is neat enough all right that's i didn't say it's gonna happen tomorrow i'm just saying it's it'll be the next one (laughs) yeah i'm kind of looking forward to a a larger discussion of this because like the way you described it it's like you said it's it seems very by the numbers for an ending it was very yeah the endings felt very by like this is the part where this has to happen this is the part where this happens to happen right which is like you know 
now when you look back on Dark Knight, just because of everything, like everyone trying to mimic that since it's, you know, inception. Now it has that like, you know, by the numbers feel only because everyone's trying to be it and not because it was actually innovative at the time. But there mm-hmm. is something truly innovative about the ending to Dark Knight, in my opinion. Yes. Like there, there's something oh, yeah. there. And, and the I'll, first time you read it, it's like, wow. It ain't the same ending as okay. Dark Knight Returns. And maybe that's the problem, but mm. I, I don't know. It's uh, the art's really fun. I, I think it's very it's it's uh, there's no uh, dip in quality when it comes to uh, Escorza's art. Okay. Uh, it is it is gritty. It's supposed to feel that way. Uh, you know, no one looks pretty or glorious in this book, and that's a good thing. Sure. And I. Uh, yeah, I, I just I'm surprised. I'm just on. I'm honestly just very surprised. And I think mm. I'll just read it all over again. I think okay. I think this this really didn't need a fourth issue. Like I remember issue, issue four being like I got to the end of it and I thought you didn't need to do any of this. Do you think it suffered a little from decompression and maybe they could have taken a page out of um, Black Label doing a lot of like threes, like how there's yeah. a lot of like three part stories in Black Label right now? Last run, it should have absolutely barely been three issues. And I think I think it's I think it was delayed. This is another like conspiracy theory. Like this is like just my tinfoil hat theory. But I I really do feel like this was only five issues because they were like the sales on this book are unprecedented and we need to keep it going for as long as we can. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. Uh, Ninja Turtles 5, The Last Ronin. Uh, if you have been reading it, you must read the ending. If you haven't been reading it, wait until it's all collected and read the whole damn thing. That's okay. the only way you can read it. I, yeah. you, should not, you should never read this month to month. Well, and and though, if you had it on your pull list and you had them all and you haven't read them yet, just go ahead and read them all together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now's your time. Now go pick it all up. <laughs> uh, we'll jump into another book in a second, but I wanted to mention, of course, you know, since we have some sponsors, let's, let's read a few of them. Uh, sure. Brian Rollins. With El Muerto getting a movie, which D-list Spider-Man characters are next? Puma? Cardiac? They both have such source material. They have more source material. Great article for CBR. Thank you very much, Brian. Um, yeah, I wrote an article for CBR. Uh, it's it's out uh, now. Yeah, you can absolutely. read it. It's fun. Uh, you know, it's in the community tab for this episode or for this video, this channel. So go check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Listen, don't throw stones at Cardiac. Cardiac has uh, he's an antihero. He's a villain. He's he's, he's a, a great doctor. warrior. He's a great warrior and he deserves your respect. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I know at least one human being who would pay $50 a ticket to go see Cardiac. And, it, you know, in cinemas now. Um, <laughs> you know, if they if they know if they don't want to bring back Jamie Foxx's Electro, he could play Cardiac. Listen, everybody's got that character. I yeah. think I think everybody's got that character that you know the general public would be like, why, why? But you're like, no, no, you don't understand. I know. Like, there's no Cardiac Lamarchin level. There's no Cardiac Marvel Legends figure. There's a Puma. No Cardiac. Well, trust me, they'll get to it. They need to. They're, uh, they're Matthew- gonna. <laughs> Matthew Trilaga, I thought I was pretty well versed in Spider-Man lore, but can someone please explain to me who El Muerto is? Wasn't the wrestler Pete fought named Crusher Hogan? Yes, he was. This is El Muerto from Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man during Civil War. He's in two issues. It's worth $150 a piece now because... Two both... issues? Yep. Because They're going to make a whole movie. No. They're not. They want it's, to. It, it's Sony. They're just... They're lying. That's what they're they say. Lying. Uh, they're liars. Uh, Cat Lawyer <laughs> will defend for treats. Uh, thanks for making Dreadful Mondays awesome. Love. Thank you very much, Cat Lawyer. Yay. 
Vance and Cunningham sorry, had a bad Monday. Yeah, I know. I'm glad it's it's looking up. Vance Cunningham can't wait to see Peter Hooten from the 1978 Doctor Strange TV movie in Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I don't think you'll be seeing Peter Hooten unless he's uh you know in a, like a menagerie of multiversal portals and stuff, and they just use a clip from that video. But let me tell you something: that 1978 Doctor Strange movie is not only the most one of the most boring things I've ever seen, but also uh really low resolution it'd be tough to get a high res enough image to actually show him so like you know what's funny about that like i would take that because at least it's very much directly related to the character the titular character yeah as opposed to what everyone else is excited for and just because they slap a group name on it doesn't mean that like that that's a fraction of what strange does everybody. Okay. He has a whole other like wealth of lore and myth and story behind him. That has nothing to do with that specific group, but Hey, you know what? Let's just ignore all of that and go the other way. Yeah. That's the plan. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm sure we were going to go see it tonight, but we can't. That's okay. So, I'm that's sorry. Okay. I know. Uh, Ray far. I bought Broadway's doom patrol. Number one today because of <gasps> Tiffany's a great video on it. Thank you. I also loved your CBR article, Sal, and loved the Loch Ness video. Thank you. Yes. Uh, over your CBR article is excellent, and I hope you enjoy Doom Patrol because it's great. Yeah, it it's is. Great. My Chemical Romance, I think, is touring again. Like, if you go oh. see them, make a sign that just says, I love Casey Brink. See what happens. Yeah. Or, like, <laughs> Danny Lives. Or, uh... <laughs> yeah. Or Young Animal is Alive. <laughs> uh, Kingsport Cal, that man thing print, Tiff. I want to see a studio tour video. I dig y'all style. Looks like a place I'd love to hang out in. Tiffany looks like MJ today. Well, well, well thank you. Actually, I'm not in the studio. I'm in my in my home. This is my office space. Uh, so this is what I did to my office space. And this print is a Francis Francovia uh, print that Sal got me. It's one of the Mondo prints. They're super high quality archival. We don't get sponsored by them. I just really love their prints and their work. Um, they're very hard to get. Yeah. Mondo prints. We have a lot. (laughs) Yeah. We have a few. We, we have quite a few, um, but they're, they're hard to get. And, um, I love it. I love it so much, but thanks for liking the scene. (laughs) Uh, Dan V900, the last Ronin took so long to come out that I honestly forgot what happened. I feel like it would have been better. as just a one shot with one issue with the first issue. Yeah. But then, uh, then people wouldn't have bought it. Like they would, they, they would have bought the one issue and that would have been it. You know, they uh, they released like three different versions of the first issue because of how many delays there were. Mm. Or it's like the director's cut, the black and white edition. Like, it's just give me a break. Uh, Ray Far Tiff from Meta. Uh, how you feeling, Doctor Strange 2? Well, I think we know the answer to that. One. It's it's a meh. It's a meh because I haven't seen it yet. It might go from a meh to something else. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know because, you know, I'm trying not to get in a headspace that I'm already allowing it to happen. Because and I think it's just the general vibe of like there's excitement around this movie, but most people aren't excited for what they should be, in my opinion, excited about, which is like it's not that's that's my opinion. That's my opinion. It's a subjective opinion. Um, So it's like I got to let that go. But like, you know, when it was Spider-Man, at least the things that people were excited about that were multiversal were all about (laughs) Spider-Man. right like i don't i don't know i'm just having a hard time with it but it's gonna be fine i'm gonna go see the movie i'm gonna keep as open a mind as possible good idea uh jordan phil howdy guys do you ever consider a donation from a form where we could send a comic book to be signed would be willing to spend a few hundred to have an ultimatum or clone saga signed by comic pop when you would need to spend more than a more than the price of admission 
to any convention us, we go to. You don't want us to ruin your comic. <laughs> no, people have done that though. When we did our uh, the the Kubert School edition uh, of our live show, when we were physically there and people came. Yes, sixty people. Uh, not tooting our own horns or anything, but I am. Toot, toot. Um, I don't want to brag, but I will. And uh, <laughs> there were a few people who brought comic books for us to ruin, and we did. We signed them, and uh, now they're valueless. But I double checked every time. I was like, "Are you sure?" Yeah, like, I was like, "Listen, you... it's okay." It's okay. You don't have to do this. Yeah, but uh, listen, yeah, like come to a convention we're at, and we'll do it. I promise. Uh, or you can just mail it to us. Actually, no, don't do that because I can't mail anything back. Uh, Beautiful Vash. Uh, honestly, I'm getting the feeling Wells is trying to ape JMS's run, but worse and build Peter up again. Last few pages read like a misdirection to me, in my opinion. But we'll we'll get into that in in, in a short while. I promise mm -hmm. you. Uh, Tiffany, what did you read today? Um, let's talk about a couple of indies. Let me just throw them out there. Um, yeah. Keep everybody on the hook, but you, now you have to listen to me talk about an indie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I read slash looked at uh, Step by Bloody Step. I say that because this is the uh, Seisberg, Mateo, Bagara um, wordless comic. Yep. Um, and it's really funny, this issue, and I we started off, and I was kind of like, I didn't feel a lot of strength in the storytelling initially um, mm -hmm. in the art which is a big problem because yes. you're going to have a comic that has no words in it. Uh, as I kept going through, I recognized the fact that I had missed some key moments and ended up going back and was like, Oh my God. And that like one or two panels completely changed what the story was actually about. Wow. And I was like, Holy crap. That's on me. That's on me. And that's like an indicator of like the way I think a lot of people read, which is we just kind of go through it quickly Yep. Um, and I do try to stop and look at the art, but like, I guess I just wasn't in that mindset today. And I was like, Ooh, let me slow this down. I will say this story, um, made me gasp at least twice. Ooh. Allowed. Actual allowed gasps <laughs> into the ether. There was no one around. So no one heard it except the cats. Um, but they're not um, telling They're and they're not telling, but, uh, I really like this issue, I, I guess, I said originally felt like it was not so strong, but by the end of it, I was like, this might've been the, the strongest storytelling they've done so wow. far in this. This is issue three. Um, I can't remember how long this series is going for. I don't think it's super long. I honestly don't remember. Um, but it is a testament to comics and storytelling. And um, again, I, I am glad that not every comic is just, images um yeah. i think this is a fun exercise though because i love the fact that comics are a marriage of word and image together to tell a complete story but uh good on spurrier he you know he takes a back seat a lot of times on the title pages it is his story he did write it but bagar is the one who's really carrying the load there so it's really fun um you're only three issues in so you could easily grab them but otherwise like i hope that one day this is animated i know it would Ooh. still be it would have no like voice acting to it necessarily but like i would adore to see this animated it would be you gorgeous. know who should direct it who guinea Taratovsky. oh yeah because he's so good at doing that like there are at least there's at least one episode of samurai jack that's just wordless and just yes. sound and, and and visuals and it's yeah. like dude he, he could direct it but i would also love to see um the ghibli art. well i'd love to see the ghibli animation Ooh. style on this um because this is a very painterly and like at times makes me very much think of like nausicaa so i'd mm. love to see that dude i think tartaska would love to work with ghibli to make that happen <laughs> right yeah that'd be okay we'll just we'll just help to produce that it's not a problem oh there I we know. go i don't know anybody we'll make this happen <laughs> yeah with our with our non-rolodex we'll be able to make that happen yeah um uh, oh the other one that i want to bring up um while i've got you guys here i read bloodstained teeth yep because vampires man they never go out of style 
Uh, (laughs) Apparently. Uh, This is written by uh, Christian Ward with art by uh, Patrick Reynolds. This is kind of fun. Like, the the art style is, like, uh, very, like realistic but like got that like grit to it that that type of style you know what i'm talking about it has like a it's like vertigo and when i say by that like it's just you know heavy on the shadow heavy on the textures um unafraid to be um make people look unattractive uh it's just kind of cool coloring style on it i like it it's it's like it's got a really heavy uh cmyk unmixed colors kind of vibe to it like i dig that quite a bit um but it's about vampires, man. So if you're not a big fan of vampires, you're probably not going to dig this. Like it, it's creating lore and 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 rules. Like there's fr- like firstborn vampires, and like they're the only like real vampires. And then like if one of them bites somebody, they become like a sip, who um, is like a killing machine or monster. Like they've got no control, and so like they're not really supposed to exist. Like that's not Ooh. how things are supposed to happen. Um, and it's dealing with the ramifications of one guy who basically hires himself out to do yeah. that, to turn people into sips, the illegal version of vampires, uh, okay. for like money, or he's just like, you pay me X dollars up front. And then like, now you're immortal. So I get a percentage of all the money you make for the rest of time. Oh, oh okay. You know what I mean? I guess like, if you get a few of those people, you're going to, you're going to be, you're, you're going to be you're good. You're good. Right. Um, yeah. there, there's a definite big falling out from that. Uh, they address, like Dracula and Bram Stoker and, and, and like, it's basically, it's a myth. It's a story they, like vampires created to hide <laughs> behind basically. And I'm like, all right. So there's, it's kind of fun. Uh, it's grim. It's gritty. It has like kind of a vertigo feel. It is rated M for mature. So I think it's probably why I'm thinking vertigo along with the art style. Um, but like I said, if you don't like vampires, this probably isn't going to sell you on it. Mm. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's there's, there's, that's why we have the indie space to like give you something you might not expect. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't mind some vampire stuff sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's we have to it, pick and choose nowadays. It depends. It depends on the the story of like what they're dealing with. There's some vampire stuff where I'm like, no, no, I just <laughs> yeah. I don't care. <laughs> there is a uh, there's a movie um, that uh, Red Letter Media brought me onto um, that uh, I think you would really like. I don't know if like it's like ironically would... or like actually. No, I think you might actually really like it. Uh, it's from, uh, God, I, I want to say it's the like late 80s, like 88, 87. And it's called Near Dark. It's got I've it's got Lance Hendrickson in it. No, nobody's heard of it. It's like nothing. Uh, it, but it's like a it, it's like a Lost Boys if it wasn't funny at all in any way. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bill Paxton said it. I think it was like written by one of the people from Terminator 2. Like, it's just, it's the same people. Like, you know, yeah. Uh, okay. What's it called? Vasquez is in it. Bill Paxton's in it. Uh, Bishop's in it. You know, it's okay. like, yeah. But anyway, vampires. Vampires, man. They never, they never go, go away. Out of style. They don't. I thought that was like going to be much like zombies, that like vampires are going to be one of those things where it's like, we tell a whole bunch of stories and then they're going to go away for a while and they'll come back. But like, there's always just vampires. They just kind of, they kind of just flatline and they just kind of, yep. they're always there. Yep. <laughs> and sometimes they, uh, sometimes they hit big and other times they just, they just hit the audience that they're meant to hit. Yeah. But there's, there's always at least one vampire story out there for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vincent Brown. Hey guys, I've been dealing with a lot of crap recently. Now, <laughs> I've been oh. dealing with a lot of, with a lot recently, but your content always like, makes me smile. Well, thank you. Uh, was curious 
Have you caught some of that leaked Doctor Strange footage? I nope. did not. Nope, so but I don't want to. Keep it to yourselves. No, like I said, like I really want to go in with as open a mind as possible. I was really pissed off that like a like another like spot gave away the fact that they were clearly doing the thing I thought they were doing in terms of I'm not gonna say it out loud, but like in terms mm-hmm. of like a specific Marvel like, group being involved in this yep. movie. And I was like, ah, oh. like you said it out loud. I I was just kind of enjoying guessing, but yeah, we can't get guessing isn't allowed anymore in no in this space, apparently. Like That's in right. in the pop culture scene no yeah so i've just stopped watching anything having to do with it until i get That's to go see it dan dragon hey guys what are your thoughts on star wars micro series and have you seen symbiotic titan uh if you're talking about that uh that anime show we watched that and that was awesome um and i have not seen symbiotic titan i know what you're talking about though i have not watched it what was the anime show sorry i was reading something else oh the star wars oh. micro series yes yeah that yeah. was good I think that's if that's what, what you're is. talking about, I don't know. Yeah, if I was is, reading because someone in the chat asked if anyone was reading Suicide Squad Blaze, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, you review it every time the issue comes out. You yeah, I do. It. I do. I like it quite a bit. Uh, Danv900, I completely agree, Sal, with Step by Bloody Step. Jenny Taratowski's Primal is no dialogue, and it's incredible. You can pull that off easily. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Got some confirmation there. I mean, I would also just say because of Samurai Jack, because so much of that series was visual without a lot of dialogue so yeah there's so there's so many episodes with like virtually no dialogue yep uh i read punisher number two from jason aaron and jesus saiz oh crap i forgot that even came out i didn't read it i know the cover is like really unassuming but i really like i love this book it's great um i read there was a comment in one of our videos recently where they were like i can't believe that like they made punisher go woke and stuff and i'm like ah, what? <laughs> if you read this book you would not be saying that this is like everything that makes jason aaron jason aaron in the best way like jason aaron mar there's there's i think there's a very clear distinction between marvel jason aaron and then like the rest of jason aaron you know like where J- like jason aaron wrote like scalped and it's like yeah what good lord this is scalped aaron no i don't i don't think it's that i think it's not it's not marvel versus like other i think it's i think it's individual character yeah team right well his teams are not great it's not a strong suit for him but like Mm -hmm. most of his like character studies like you get that like conan like strange like punisher now like he takes the character he you know gets a vibe for it and he goes with it like punisher is going to be very different at least the first issue was very different than like king conan feels yeah oh no it's true uh yeah it's a great series uh of two that i've read um but uh just eases frank further into like this whole new identity with the hand and uh there's a lot of like fun social commentary about like america basically like uh the the right hand of the beast or whatever this like old woman who's been old forever who like sherry i think in this issue is the one where they were like she picked him out when he was a child that's like mm-hmm. th- there's a little bit of retconning in here where it's like she found frank like he was like walking home in the middle of like you know the city and she's like hey and she like has these daggers and she's like pick your dagger and he's like get away from me you weirdo <laughs> and uh and then he's older and she's like do you remember when i fat like when i when an old crazy woman came up to you with daggers well now you need to like pick out the dagger and the dagger represents like the beast of you know the hand or whatever and it like meant it means that he's the riper and it's like they've been looking for the perfect killer and she's like you know i looked all over the world and then i heard all about like these you know like cowboys and 
school shootings and like police brutality and blah blah blah. It's like if I need to find a killer, I need to go to America. <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh but uh Frank and Maria uh have a have an amazing sequence together. Okay. I love the depiction of her. It's incredible. I can't wait to read this. It's so good. They're just because you know she was killed. She's riddled with bullets, and they just they just you know you just you know she was dead and it's just you'll you you look at her you're like you're dead and uh but she has this moment where she's like when can when can we see our children and you're like oh geez uh oh and uh so Uh-oh. that's that's pretty cool uh yeah there's just you know that like the the other shoe is coming and we're only on issue two right uh, right yeah the art's spectacular it's just beautifully rendered uh really like i normally i would have a problem with it because it's like it's more in a realistic style, but like the mm-hmm. the characters typically, if it were done with by a lesser artist, or maybe like if uh, if if Dave Stewart wasn't coloring it, it would look more static, you know, and less vibrant. But it it uh, or or less um, less animated. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's just dope. Like it's just oh, read Punisher. If you're sleeping on this book, you shouldn't because they're gonna cancel this book. You <laughs> so think? I think so. I mean, like it's only an issue two. I know that like, I'm sure 50% of the sales drop down, but like it needs to be, it needs to sell a certain margin. Right. It's amazing. I think you're, I I think it's great. Yeah. I wonder if this is one of those though, where like they should have just let him do it as like an OGN. Marvel was never going to let him do. I know they were never going to do that, but like, I don't know. Like they'll, they'll treat it like one in terms of they'll probably only get like 12 to 20 issues. Oh, I mean, that's better than. Yeah. Oh, I don't think Aaron is going to like Avengers this where it's like, no, I'm in here. I'm in it for the long haul. No, but you were saying canceled. Like it wasn't going to get a chance to finish at least an arc. Well, if it doesn't sell, it won't. Right. Uh, but it is Aaron. So, and Aaron, Aaron doesn't get canceled. Uh, Joshua Link, I was so prepared to hate this new Punisher series and I could have, <laughs> couldn't, uh, could not have been more wrong. This series rules. Thank you, Joshua. And he's not a plant. Thank you very much, Joshua, for supporting <laughs> me. Uh, yes. Hey, I supported we, you. I just didn't read the second issue. No, I know. No, I'm not saying you didn't. I'm saying like, you know, I, we need to get more, more, more talk about this. But like, yeah, Punisher, read it. It's great. Um, ka-ching. Ka-ching. Uh, what else did you read? Uh, let's continue on the indie um, pathway and talk about uh, Saga. Saga. Saga number uh, 58 came out this week. And um oh no here's the book i can't talk about with anybody uh but this was <laughs> so goddamn good this week i mean like it's just been getting better and better and like this was the third gasp of the day the <laughs> last page and it did it, it brian don't don't like just don't <laughs> like i know you think you want to but don't okay because the hate mail that you're gonna get ain't worth it yeah it's not worth it well, like just you're, the, you know what? It will, it will be satisfying. Last, yeah, you're dangling on that last page in front of us right now, and like, don't. Okay. Yeah, and you know <laughs> because you you saw him in person, and he gave this like thing where he said nobody's nobody's safe, and yep, then this I issue know. this this page was like, no, 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 three of your favorite characters might not be safe. It's just there's really just one for me, but I it's mean, one. I do, and we I all know all the who characters. it is. We all know who it is, and I'm just not going to put it out there. But I'm just saying, don't, don't, <laughs> don't. Please don't. Yeah. Because Fiona's on board with that. There's only yeah. two for her that she doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, she knows. Yeah. So, no, there's just one. Never mind. But that wasn't on the list. So, but anyway, the rest of the issue, though, 
fantastic. I mean, it's just Vaughn and Staples doing what they do best, which is like being like, hey, did you forget about this character? Because we didn't. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, crap. Right. Yes. Like, leave it up to Vaughn to be able to handle adding in like a whole myriad of other characters to the story and then also be like, I have not forgotten about this, 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 or this. And it doesn't feel like it's too much. Everything yeah. comes back when like it's supposed to. Nice. So it's just great. It continues to be good. Um, like I said, the first of the coming back issues, I was like, mm. but everything else since then has just felt like saga. So yeah, I'm looking forward to more, but don't Brian. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> I like how somebody said that we're like, we're over. I was, uh, we were overhyping it. Like, overhyping well, what? Saga? Overhyp- no, I, I think no. it was Punisher, but either uh... way, like, yeah, man, it's my show. Yeah. You're not overhyping it. You like it. You know, it's a great comic pop. You should definitely subscribe and like all our videos. I I feel like I'm overhyping me, but you know. What? what? (laughs) Uh, Abe Sapien says, uh, just wanted to thank Tiffany for recommending Knights of X. I'm really glad we have a book with Betsy Braddock again. Yes, even though it's only five issues, which seems to be like the current thing right now. A lot of the X books are just going to be like little one, like little like there. And I'm like, maybe that's smart. I don't know. Right. But I did read that this week, so we can talk about that. Let's talk about Knights Um, of X. I read I read Knights of X. Um. Because, of course, I was going to read Knights of X because it's like, hey, I loved Excalibur. And then they were like, hey, no more Excalibur. But secretly, it's not secret. Uh, yeah. it's, not, it's just it's just here's more Excalibur. But under the title Knights of X, written by Teeny Howard with art by Bob Quinn. Uh, Bob Quinn does a really nice job. Looks oh. looks good. Looks real good. Honestly, art <laughs> looks, 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 good. Art, looks look, real good. Looks real good. But I also want to give a shout out to Eric Arseniega yeah. um, for some really standout colors, like really like just giving us some really smooth, like beautiful colors that like make you think of those main X titles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's something about the art from like the main X-Men book and has been consistently since, you know, Hawks and Pox came out. There was just something yeah. like soft and beautiful and like really incredible about Set the coloration. The for the yeah. Series. And, and I got to tell you, this book kind of has that feel and nice. I really appreciate it. Um, this is going to be a five issue mini. Um, and I got to tell you, like, Listen, I don't think this is going to play into any sort of huge role, just like like what happened with Ten of Swords, where it was like, dude, do you want to get into Ten of Swords? You kind of have to have read Excalibur for a little mm-hmm. bit. You got to ha- know a little bit what's been going on there because it's going to play a role, right? This is just kind of completing that story because Merlin has taken over for Saturnine, so we got We're going to deal with that. Um, but the way that we're couching this is that they're they're going on a quest. Yay! They're going that on a quest, right. and I adore that. And we've gotten some of the band back together. Jubilee's sitting this one out because this quest isn't for her. Magic says no. But like Shogo's going to be there. And Richter's there. And he's brought Shatterstar. And Bay's going to be there. And Gambit. And Gambit has a panel in this that like legit like read to me like Gambit. And in the best way possible because they all kind of arrive for this quest. And Bay is there. And like she doesn't like the idea of living Douglas behind back in Krakoa. But, you know, she's like, I guess I'm called to a quest, so I guess I'm going to be here. And, like, so she has this moment with Gambit where, where she's like, you know, like, here we are, like, away from our loved ones. You know, how, how do you feel about that? And, like, if you, like, earlier in the issue, Gambit wakes up getting the call for the quest. And he hear like, he there's, like, a note from Rogue that says, like, hey, sorry, I'm working late. I'm not going to be mm. home. And so, like, Gambit's like, yeah, well, Rogue's pretty busy right now, ain't she, Bay? Maybe Gambit got stuff to do, too. <laughs> and oh, I was no. like, that, oh, don't do this, Remy. That's yeah. just, that's so him, though. He can't help himself. Yeah. It's just, oh, it, I was like, 
nice that was that was really good teeny that was that was excellent <laughs> um but yeah like oh and we're gonna bring mordred into this because mordred they're like he's got an x gene so we're gonna deal with that because merlin's on like a holy quest to get rid of all the witch breed from other world um right. i love it because there's like the furies which have shown up in the past in other x titles um but now they have their own like part of other world that's theirs and there's like really big versions of them so it's like magic sentinels kind of <laughs> and okay. i'm like i like that it's just a really good visual um but smart to do like a hey how are we gonna run like a five issue kind of mini well we're just gonna do a quest that way it can be over when it's over um yeah. and they're going after the siege perilous um okay. which is a thing that has come up in the past in x-men but it's also from arthurian lore like the siege perilous in x-men or in marvel i think is like a gateway that if you enter through it you come out like a like a changed person or like a new mm. person basically and like arthur wants it so he can send mordred through and hopefully he'll come out like a regular man and he could save his like son right yeah um and in arthurian lore it's an empty seat at the round table that he who brings back the holy grail will take okay and i was like that's kind of cool so I thought this was super well written. It made me feel like we were back to Excalibur. Saturnine's still a pain in the ass. And, you know, we've got like this huge like quest this like that we're going to be going on. Um, so, you know, those of us who like, you know, mythical RPGs or pen and paper RPGs, like this might be something you might want to look into. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had, I had a good time. <laughs> good. What else you got? Oh, um, well, while you pull that up, I'll read some super chats, but, uh, okay. <clears throat> what's it called um uh yes betsy braddock uh young goku over nine thousand. hey sal i know you know a lot of uh comic history about the industry and relationships like why we won't get another marvel dc crossover do you ever think about doing any videos about that sort of thing uh, i made a video um where uh i pitched like how we could get a marvel dc crossover and um it was a, I think it was a pretty fun, like quick, informative video. But I don't. Those would be. We did a. We 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 kind of tangented into it in a discussion that Ben and I had about uh, the Morbius Venom verse. Mm -hmm. And uh, honestly, like the views are so low on that tangent, and uh, I got like, I got really like disillusioned by a creator who gave me a really needlessly hard time on Twitter regarding our Marvel DC crossover that yeah, you did. I, uh, <clears throat> I, I I'm kind of gun shy about ever talking about it in any serious or earnestness ever again, because like of how, like how disillusioningly like mean spirited and hypocritical it was. And I was yeah. like, I don't really want to do that anymore. Right. <laughs> no, I get it. I, I get it. I don't think you should let that person who might've just been having a bad day. He certainly and, took his bad day out on me. Yeah, but like, listen, people do that and like you'll never get an apology for that because people who do that, like typically if they do it over and over again are the kind of people who are just like, I didn't do anything wrong. I mean, like, yeah, well, wrong. you know, the, the problem was I wasn't a I, I wasn't Gail Simone. If I was, was Simone, he might have he, he might have definitely agreed with me. And there are listen, there are plenty words. of people like that in the world. And like there certainly can seem at times to be like you know like it's there's like a like an inner circle of sorts um yeah like, like but i wouldn't i i wouldn't let that rob you of 
what you want to no, talk I, about. And it's only if you want to talk about it. Yeah. And I like, you know, we, you'll see them on back issues. Like there's, I left, I've, I have deliberately left a number of like Marvel DC crossovers like off the list just so I can get to them again, like mm-hmm. as we go. Um, but yeah. Uh, happy now. Any tips for, for, for must see nerd locations in New York for a big Spider-Man and Marvel fan visiting for my first time in September. Um, dude, I gotta tell you, man, like, the Marvel universe is super cool and awesome. And it's also frustrating because like all those locations are fake. Like 17, like 177, a bleaker street is not the sanctum sanctorum. It's just like an apartment complex. And it's not even like they, they don't even play with it. You know, no. uh, you can go to the Brooklyn bridge and it's just there. Like <laughs> how it's drawn is there. You're good. You don't need to be cold and stand over there. Um, Honestly, I would just go to like comic book stores. Like I go to comic book stores or other like nerdy like locations. Yeah, you go outside of the Marvel building. Yeah, yeah, you could go outside the Marvel building and You can't go be, in and be asked to leave. The the only thing I might recommend and it's something I've never been to in my life and I've lived in the shadow of New York my entire life is the Park Avenue Viaduct, which is where they, sh- you know, where the big Avengers new- like battle took place and I've never been there. And it's weird because it's like right there. Yeah. Uh, but I would go there and check it out, even just to be like, neat. Look at that. Um, yeah, I wouldn't go to Forest Hills either. It's you know, it's just a community, <laughs> and it's it's far. Yeah, and it's far. Uh, I, you know, I you know what I would recommend. I mean, it, it's it depends on how much time you have. Like, I'd go to like the Ghostbusters firehouse. I would check, you know what I would also do is I would check to see if there's a whole, like, there's not just, like, the big, like, the MoMA and the Met. There's other museums there, and some of them focus a lot on, like, illustrations and, like, at times comics. So I would check to see if any of those have any exhibits, because sometimes they'll get, like, roving collections of, like, original pages or a specific artist, like, works. So while you're in New York, like, take a look to see if any of those museums have an exhibit you might want to check out, because it might be a chance for you to check out some up-close, like, comic book art. You might also, if you're in Queens, want to go to the Museum of the Moving Image. Yeah, that's just fun. If you like the Muppets or, like, movies. If you like Muppets, you're going to like that exhibit. It's pretty dope. No, dude, don't do it. Uh, Sorry, you, you should do it. There's a cat. Don't on the uh, Vincent Brown out of the Xbox this week. Sabretooth was my favorite. Victor Laval is or Lavier is on fire. I think it's did, Laval. Did you read it? Yeah, I read it. What'd you think of Sabretooth? So this book's like frustrating to me. Um because <laughs> I know how much you don't like it. So <laughs> I don't like here's the thing. Oh, you knocked over the drowned wash. <laughs> oh no. Uh, Sabretooth number three came out this week, written by Victor Laval with art by Leonard uh Kirk. Um so like it's not the first issue of this book didn't really catch me and and I had this moment this week where I was like did I read issue two and I was like yeah the problem was issue two came out in like March yeah um of like like March 9th so it's been a minute mm-hmm. since an issue of this came out so I was like oh crap what happened so I kind of had to refresh myself um I find it difficult for a writer sometimes to write books about characters you're not supposed to like like this is not a redemption story for Sabretooth, which is yeah. what I thought we were going to be getting into. And so now that I've gotten over that, now I'm just like, okay, I, now I need to take the story for what it actually is versus what I had thought we were going on. Like the journey I thought we were taking is not the journey we're going on. So it's like, I kind of have to readjust my brain to go down yeah. that path. Um, but 
the like other characters that we've been introduced, um, including like a character by the name of Melcher. Yes, Melcher. Um, Melcher. Uh, we get a little like backstory about how he got involved in this like under Krakoa sort of, you know, hell. Well, like uh, suspended animation. Right. Like, you know, banishment, how, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Like, and so I get it kind of. This book, like, simultaneously is definitely calling into question the acts that some, like, that Professor X and the others on the council took. Um, yeah. But not enough. Like, Sabretooth is a bad guy. Right. And, like, does want to see the world burn. Yeah. Right? And, like, has no care or love for literally anyone else. And, like, the future and the possibilities. Not that I'm saying that eric and charles and moira's plan was the right one but like what they're trying to do well initially until everything changed in terms of what moira was doing but like initially it was really supposed to be about like trying to save mutantum right like right. trying to to make sure that they made it and like freaking like Sabretooth is just a chaotic evil character and like what yes. are you gonna do with a character like that like even apocalypse was able to be like okay let's ride this out and see how it's going you know That's let's true. just you know, Sinners is doing his own thing, but like he sees the value to some degree. You know, like everybody yeah. kind of gets it. And then you have Sabretooth. So I'm just kind of like, I mean, <laughs> like, what do you, what do you, what would you say? I mean, I guess they could have, I guess they could have just executed him and then not brought him back. But I yes. guess they didn't necessarily like the idea of mimicking human justice. I don't know. Well, I wonder what like hickman's idea for Sabretooth was because they could have just killed him and then been like he is on like the the, the shit list when it comes to resurrection protocols yeah and that would have been it right like because then it's like you have to make it an ordeal to bring him back but to to create to engineer the like subterranean banishment thing yeah it it, it, it showcases intent it, it does it does and like you know because you know Mutants can't kill humans. There's like literally no way Sabretooth wouldn't do that. You know, like right. Sabretooth was going to be a problem. And they and I think they knew that and they didn't know what else to do with him other yeah. than possibly kill him. Um, so they put him in this hole. Now they've put other people in the hole as well. And that's where I was like, hmm, like I yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. And I don't know if I like if I feel like they're exploring the issue enough. Right. Or like what what this is meant to what this punishment is meant to actually be. But we're only on issue three of the five. So there's still two more issues. Um, but written wise, like the dialogue's good. I, I like the turn at the end of this issue. Um, I'm kind of like really starting to get into a few of the characters that have shown up. Um, and then there's just Sabretooth, you know, doing Sabretooth things like Here's the thing. If you're a villain, apparently on Krakoa, like some, like doesn't matter who you are, whatever writer gets you, apparently you too will have machinations. Oh yeah. Um, Everyone's got plans. Everybody's got plans. So like even Sabretooth, like Sabretooth has his own like quiet council, like of different versions of him that he has in this, you know, space below. And um, one of them is like, smarter than the others and he has machinations and oh you know God. was like oh yeah Sabretooth's plan was this but secretly the plan was this because I knew they were going to do blah 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 and I'm like okay okay right got it sure whatever <laughs> um uh, but it is allowing the other characters um 
to have their moment. And like, it's so funny because while yes, you know, Charles and Eric were the like main forces behind, you know, the quiet council and all of that, you know, people yeah. voted for Sabretooth to be put down there. And I think at the end of this, Charles is going to take the fall for it. And I'm like, oh, you yeah. know, hands, a majority of hands had to go up for this to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Don't uh, forget. Well, the thing is like, they could just say that Xavier made them all ch- they decide to vote that way. Yeah. I think Emma did, but I, so I don't think mm. you can't, you can't blame that. No, that's true. You know, um, but I think Laval is doing a really nice job with the story that he has, and I don't think it's his job necessarily to explain all the inner workings of this banishment chamber. He's supposed to be telling a story about Sabretooth in it, right? And I feel like they didn't necessarily set him up enough to answer the questions that I have. But mm-hmm. for what he's doing with it, and the characters bringing to the table, and like the dialogue and the visual storytelling, I am digging it. So like, I am enjoying it now but I do wish that we had a little bit more to go on and maybe we will. We're only, like I said, it's, we still have two more issues. Maybe some more information will come out. There's plenty of opportunity with like info dumps and graphics and all that stuff within these books. So right. that's what I got. Fair enough. Uh, Joey Amurim with a, an adorable super sticker. Thank you very much for your support and for your stickers. Uh, I wish, uh, I wish we had some like where we could like create some animated guys. And then you could like use them. You know Are we allowed I mean? to do that? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. That's why I say I wish. I'm not trying to be passive aggressive at our oh. senior graphic <laughs> artist. I'm just saying, uh, you know, get somebody like like a little Ben, like dancing or something. A little cartoon. Ben does like to, to dance. He does. Uh, Kevin Myers, Elseworlds Exchange idea, an episode on headcanon for comics. Much love to you too. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, yeah, Joel really wants me to do that episode. I I, I have no interest in talking about that. I, not not that I don't have my own headcanons, but to have to, I'd have to take inventory of all my headcanons, and I'm like, I don't want to. It's just, so, the the super sticker is a thumbs up oh yay well thank you well maybe it's less about specific head cannons and maybe it's just about the concept of having a head cannon for a character and like how that can be good and bad yeah okay mm-hmm. i like that uh supreme omega on amazing spider-man it feels like we're just spinning our wheels over and over with peter uh down on his luck again with him alienated from his loved ones and other heroes again yeah we'll talk about that don't worry supreme omega but i do hear what you're saying i i get the i get the criticism uh gotham city critics hey gang uh should they use avengers mansion for the new iteration of avengers in the mcu if a new one ends up existing i'd love that i mean we we got the tower for like one and a half movies and then we got maybe the compound i would love the i would maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna move into the celestial yeah i think it's more likely they'll move into the celestial than they will move into the the mansion (laughs) uh julian mitchell I just oh wanted God, to say gosh. thanks for recommending Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Maybe we'll see it on Back Issue someday. More Kara episodes. I freaking love that book. If you haven't read that, seriously, pick it up. Please tell DC we want an oversized edition of this book. <laughs> Amazing Fantasy from Marvel got an oversized edition, and you got it for me, and it is great looking, but they printed that oversized. Yeah. I'm like, DC, you have Bilkis Evely's art, and you're just like, yeah, no, nah, it's fine. I'm not even a hardcover. Hard Not even a hardcover. Insane. Uh, Alden Tolbert, what's the Marvel's world has coming to man? What? I'm sorry, I, I, I have no idea what that Could means. you read that one more time? What's the Marvel's world has coming to man? I got nothing. What's... Matthew Terlaga, nature girl, killed dozens, and they've already shown they can't keep her in the pit, so what do you think will become of her? I don't know. 
<laughs> I, yeah. Well, because it's like, again, without like, without a, a main architect behind it, like, I'm like, are they still having these meetings? Are they still right? talking to each other? Is there They're still, not. Is there still That's... like, because like you need that, you need to have these meetings. Like if you're going to be telling a story like in this like little mini shared universe within your shared universe like yeah you got to kind of be talking with each other a little bit here and there and some of them are like yeah. i i feel like gillen's doing what he can yeah. with that um but I, I i i i think someone needs to sit down and unravel some of these things that were kind of left on the table from by hickman and be like all right listen we need to we need to come up with reasons and answers to this even yeah you know and just make it fit somehow. All right. Well, in the Adventures in Poor Taste website uh, interview with Jordan White, uh, they were asked, was the Moira X heel turn planned? Was it part of Jonathan Eggman's original plans? No, Jordan White is a an editor, right? An editor, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, have it for people. <laughs> yes. Uh, this uh, First, they spend a lot of time using the word plans more uh, more than any human being should say the word plans. And uh, basically they said that his plans evolved, uh, but how far does that heel turn go? Quite a ways. Did it go back to the beginning? The answer is no. It did not go all the way back to House of X and Powers of Ten. It was a thing that he came up with later, but it wasn't that much later. Everything about Jonathan and everything in his stories is so complicated. And so even the idea of Moira's heel turn is so simplified because is anybody in a Jonathan Hickman story really that good or bad? It's not like he thought of her as a good character and then he changed her into a bad character. Like, no, she was always a messed up character who was like pretty much everybody in power these days does some things that are good and some things that are bad. Like, so there's no answer to this question. And then in the original stuff, she was not going to end up where she is now. Yeah. Like the... her literally saying, I hate Krakoa and I want to murder everybody I used to be friends with was not the plan. Uh, then it follows up by saying, without going into too much detail, it was at the same time as a Moira series, uh, as the Moira series died, uh, is when that actually took place, like when they decided to change it over. Mm -hmm. X-Men Monday fans remember that we at one point were talking about a Moira series. We talked to Al Ewing. He had a pitch. It was good, but Jonathan's plans shifted very radically, and it became, oh, actually, instead of doing that, I'm going to do this. Sorry, Al, let's just get you another book. And in the direction that Moira was going to be shifted in a big way. But that does not mean that we had to like radically reinterpret the scenes from House of X. The questionable things that she did back then are still the same questionable things she did now. It's just where they ultimately ended up being different. Uh, Al did have original plans. I did not want, I don't want to make it sound like we had it in our publishing schedule and it was fully approved, but we talked to him about it and he thought about it. And he's an incredibly smart guy who comes up with great ideas. So he wrote this, he wrote us, he wrote us back saying, here's what I'm thinking. And he had a plan for what the series would be like. And we were like, oh, that's cool. But Hickman didn't like it. So that's that. So there's like, yeah, there's about uh, about like 12 ounces of content in a 10 pound bag. Uh, basically, no, uh, which is just confirmation, like which I I would I would appreciate you just saying no. Just yeah, I don't I, need I, I don't need like all that because I feel like they don't want to take responsibility for it because I think they realize have, a lot of people did not like that turn. I think most most don't. I mean, but yes, yeah. and I think the reason why I assume most don't is because it's so. It's the same reason why like most didn't like the Matrix Three. Mm. You know, it's like because that's not where the story was going. Mm. Like, and I, I I've I've had issue with this forever the idea that an author uh deliberately hijacks their own story 
to say what they want to say instead of what the story is trying to say. Mm-hmm. Now, what's worse is when the captain is offered a different ship full of money and then abandons ship for that other ship full of money. And then someone else is left, maybe the first mate or maybe just a couple of uh, pirates to steer the ship and they see the ship is going in one direction, but still deliberately shift steer the ship in another direction. The metaphor breaks down, but the point is uh, <laughs> the, the X-Men barely resemble what Hickman was planning at this point. And, yeah. Uh, Here's what I don't get. Like most of that, what you read, you know, like about her not being a good or bad character. I don't think that was ever in question. I, I, no. I think that, you know, Moira getting to this point was built on the backs of like, becoming dead inside and I, that does not make her a good or intrinsically evil character it no. just makes her like a i need to get the job done and i know better than you character right like exactly you know like i i don't know it's just uh it, it, it's a shame you know it's a shame that, that 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 happened and it's a shame that like you know the only at least i i do value and appreciate any official word from the source saying anything but uh you know I'm going to need to give this a read because I, I, I just kind of want to take a look through it, but it just kind of sounds like they felt like they needed to say something and not that they wanted to say something. Yeah. They're, well, they're, they're, the reality is uh, Marvel doesn't say anything without approval. No creator at Marvel can say anything without approval from Marvel. Um, right. So what White said, like that question that he got, he got a week in advance. Yeah, and they probably and, worked through that. And that was the crappiest answer he could have given. <laughs> but uh, because it's just so like all over the place and mm-hmm. it's not terribly well thought out, like just write something. Like I don't expect, you know, Marvel to give me an honest, you know, one-faced, like this is the truth reaction. Yeah. Um, and I don't think anybody should at this point. It's just like, yeah, we get it. Mm-hmm. But like, don't say no in a, in, you know, in a 20 pound bag. Like, it's just, it's like, no, she wasn't supposed to do that. Also, I don't even know if like, you should be saying no. Yeah. You know, like, I think you should be like, well, you know, Hickman had his plans. We have our plans. And we're really excited about the direction we're going in. Like, that's all you have to say. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, um, so the last two books we're talking about. Yeah. The Death of the Justice League and Amazing Spider-Man number one. Okay, where do you want to start? Um, You know, let's talk about Spider-Man. No, let's talk about Justice League because okay. there's something interesting going on with Justice League. Okay. And I read this um, one. I know you did. That's because, I I haven't, I, because, hey, I haven't read Justice League. Yeah. In forever. Since, In- since <laughs> Snyder was on it. Yeah. Well, you no, you did I read, read some Justice League where you read the backups of them. Yeah, a little bit, but then I was like, I can't, I can't keep buying this book just to read those backups. I couldn't, I couldn't justify no. <laughs> um, that cost. Uh-huh. Um, so I haven't been reading that, and I didn't read Incarnate either. So I was just like, I was like, this will be an interesting test if I can yeah. follow along. Now I did have you talking about it, so what could I follow along? Yes, well enough that I was just like, okay, whatever. You must have loved it because Pariah is the main villain of I uh, of this hated issue. That so much and i have so many questions because like i was under the impression one impression about prize backstory and josh williams says something else what's that 
I said I was under the I was under one impression for Pariah's backstory, and Josh Williams says or Williamson says something else. Yes, uh, Williamson. Well, it's funny. Uh, why uh, Josh and I just had a show uh, yep. of Elseworlds Exchange that will be coming out tomorrow, mm-hmm. in which we talk all about this issue, and yeah. we do talk about uh, Pariah quite a bit, actually. Okay, and his Great. motivations. Uh, he's coming at it from the perspective of Pariah's like. Of 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 what you get from Pariah in Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is that like he was like stuck in the machine mm-hmm. and then cursed by the monitor after a thousand years to be immortal and to appear at the junction point of every crisis to bear yeah. witness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought when I read this that they they hearkened back to something that they would later change i think where it was like he thought that it was the waves of his machine that like because on his planet there was like a prophecy that said like oh hey like if you ever look into the multiverse it's gonna destroy your planet right so like never do that and he was just like ah like i'm gonna do it anyway yeah so like he jumps in his machine and he goes and he does that and like there was a wave that like emanated out and it destroyed his planet and he watched it happen and he was Mm -hmm. like oh it was all my fault and then later on it was like no actually it was the anti-monitor who was attracted to you doing that and came and destroyed your planet yes so is it that or is it the wave Uh, it was like he was like it's my fault and i'm like i mean yes but i think that they retconned it i think they retconned it before williamson got a hold of it where it's like it was the wave and then they 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 explained it was the anti-monitor yeah and it was and that is exactly what happened but it in the book it seemed like they were indicating it was the wave and not the anti-monitor Mm. but i guess not anyway i hate pariah i know uh but now it's funny because like uh we were talking about how he's a whiner and he cries a lot uh williamson doesn't agree but uh i will say that uh he is and um he like that that he's he's you know if you look at the five stages of grief Uh you know and before he's like he was in sadness and so at this point in the dark crisis he is in anger where he's like no one's going to listen to me I've been, I've watched, like, I know how to fix this. And so I'm going to take control of the, of the great darkness and I'm going to end this world. Fix what? The problem. What problem? You know, the problem of me. Of you being alive? Yeah. Because like, so here's my problem with him. It's not that he's a whiny crybaby. I mean, he is, and he is even in this. Um, The fact is like, Pariah is the most selfish character I think I've ever yes. met. Yes, like he he's just the most selfish character. And honestly, because I just finished doing War of the Gods, I'm like, this is just almost what like happened in War of the Gods, except Pariah wasn't directly behind it. Yeah. But like it's, you know, Hecate taking control or telling Cersei, like, hey, we're gonna remake the world and like whatever. And instead it's the darkness telling like Pariah, hey, we're gonna do this thing. But in that, Pariah was there, and Pariah was like, you know, I could warn Cersei that the that they're gonna try to fix this, and then I don't have to, I could cease to be, and wouldn't that be amazing? And so they had yep. to basically put him on watch, where they're like, "Dude, do not screw us. Yeah, do that's not what screw this us." That's what this is. But Except it's he's the got great more agency. Yes, like he Pariah has more agency in this, yep. and it just makes him like worse. He's he has not changed at all. No, he is the same character. He is still a little bitch, and I hate him. That's right. That's what that's what it is. Um. <laughs> But it's also like he's, you know, he he's a relic of the crisis, and and so we're paying we're we're paying him off. So oh yeah, because he deserves it. He needs yeah no he needs that. Well, like why isn't he like you know why isn't he a big bad of the DC universe? Like how come he's just relegated to being like this 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 chode? Because he's like he's like a she watcher. Yeah, that's yeah. 
Like, that's all he is. He's just a shitty watcher. Like, he just goes to places. He's like, I can't interfere. I'm just real sad. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, in, 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 in this, uh, you know, you have to read Justice League Incarnate to really understand, but, like, even then, you don't. I mean, like, I the opening like you pages. Did it because, like, this book, to me, read, like, an old DC book, where it was like, here's what you need to know. I actually don't have time to tell you about it, but, like, this is kind of what you need to know what's going on. Yes. Uh, and now we have to go fight. And it did. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so they do the, so like all of the, 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 everyone you like from the Justice League is plucked from where they need to be, which includes like the runs they're in right now. You know, uh, mm -hmm. Jeff Thorne, uh, had, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, John Stewart just got like the God storm and it's uh, boom, take him over there, take him from directly from that run, put him right over here. You know, uh, Superman got PKJ is like doing, or yeah, PKJ is doing Superman stuff. Nope. Just take him over here. Admittedly, Everybody I here. loved I loved seeing John have that much power. I really did. Was, uh, I really enjoyed dope. the hell out of that. Yeah, no, it was cool. Uh, <laughs> and then he dies. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, like the this is supposed to be this book is supposed to get your attention. The idea of this book is the, the reason why Justice League seventy five is called the Death of the Justice League is to shake the audience awake and say we're doing an event. Uh huh. Too I I think, and this is not. This has nothing to do with my conversation with Josh, or or even like you know any anything. I believe that lately, and when I say lately, I mean the last like after after two crappy years of pandemic bullshit mm -hmm. and an overuse slash reliance on metal based events, <laughs> people have grown sick weary of weary of events and they're less likely to be to be swept up in it mm -hmm. and i think that that's what this is trying to wake us out of where it's like i'm doing this thing and it's not like gonna be like grant morrison where or, or aping off of grant morrison where it's like no it's about uh, like it's it's a it's not about comics or about the human condition like this thing mm -hmm. is getting you into a love letter to what it means to be a fan of the DC universe. Okay. So like, here's the problem I have with that. And maybe it's just because I didn't read anything leading up to it, but you know what? I don't think most people did, you know, if they'd pick this up, they probably didn't read justice league incarnate, but I'll uh, be honest based on the numbers. There's no way on earth that most people who read this also read justice league incarnate. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, th well, there was a moment in this book that I like, you know, I'm looking at the the art in the book and immediately I was just like, okay, cool. It's like everything. It felt like everything that has happened before. And yes. like, and I'll be honest, like that did not hit me in the right way at all. I was like, all right, yay. Another thing with earths and, and they're all in the same place in the sky. And okay. Yeah. Um, like the fact it, that we had like a it, multi, we, well, we had a multiversal, we have two multiversal metal based events. Yeah. But they were dark multiverse. It wasn't yeah. the multiverse, so it's different. Except that we also raised Earth to the we, we raised the multiverse to the ground, and then a golden Wonder Woman punched the progenitor of the multiverse in the face. You know, it's like yeah, it, it's hard to snap back to that. It, it really and I, is, and I'm not, and I don't blame Williamson for wanting to do what you're saying he might be wanting to do here. 
but like it didn't look like it in this issue and it just felt like yet another thing and like when you're saying like it's not meant to feel like morrisonian but hey captain carrot's in it and it's not meant to feel like like well, no, it, well, it came before it but just some like of the incarnate is straight up a, a love letter to multiversity right but like it, it makes you think of all of these things which immediately made me more event fatigued yeah yeah which that's fair i get wanting to pay them off but like we i feel like we didn't i know we didn't it feels like we just did this I know, I know. And like, and, and, and like uh, Diana but, just got back, kind of. I know, I know. But <laughs> <And> I'm like... <laughs> yeah, And yes. she's, she was literally in the middle of a different event. I know. I think that's Well, but nobody's probably. reading that event anyway, so who cares? But you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm like oh, oh my God. Like, I, I don't know. That was just my first issue read on that. Like, yes. I, I was immediately like, okay. Mm-hmm. No, like, and, like, and that's totally... that. Like, I, I get that feeling, and I mm-hmm. definitely had shades of that, but... Um, one of the things that I think was absent from those other things we talked about versus this mm-hmm. uh, was character moments. Yeah. Um, by the way, Ju- Death of Justice League, Justice League number 75 is written by Josh Williamson with art by Rafa Sandoval. Mm-hmm. I think Sandoval does a great job of depicting some like really cool stuff. Yeah, no, I, I think there's a lot of cool stuff in there. There's a couple weak panels for me here or there, which I I. F- I don't want to say it was inexcusable, but like I feel like for something this big, like every every panel should be tight. Yeah, no, I agree. Every page, every panel needs to be tight for this book to work. And yeah, I I don't know. Um, I just um, fell, almost fell off my desk. Um, I I'm not saying I'm not going to read this because I have at least knowing from you that like you know that Josh has a lot of passion for this so it's like I want to give it another shot but like I don't know if I would keep going with this if I would care enough because it's just like okay cool like when this is all over like you guys will just let me know like the comic like DC will just let me know what the where we're going to be at and right you know and then we just have to wait for the next phase and that's just see kind of what I've gotten into this this mindset of where it's like hey here's a big thing that happens and then there's going to be upheaval and then there's going to be like a period of time where we have like maybe some stability but then there's going to be another thing that happens where there's going to be more upheaval yeah that's, and it's like you just and, described the the scott snyder era of justice league like, that's <laughs> literally that is literally the end of de- that's the that's dark knight's metal that's the totality like that's what that is that's exactly what that is and the problem is when you do an over-reliance on events you 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 take the wind out of the sails of something that might actually like you know deserve your attention right and i think that like in the case of this there's a lot of meta reading and a lot of like it like fans who just want to read this kind of stuff will be satisfied and enjoy it right fans who would like like smaller stories are not going to get what they want out of this Mm -hmm. because it's not, you know, they will probably get a lot of that out of the tie-ins because, Mm -hmm. and I don't, when I say tie-ins, I mean like one issue spinoffs of the dark crisis, which they just announced today, Mm -hmm. um, which I'm stoked for by the way, because of what the idea, because like in comparison, you know, Uh convergence blue. Right. But, you also got like Wolfman doing a Titans ending. You know, you got John Kent Superboy out of a Lee Weeks book. Mm-hmm. You know, like there were a lot of 
and I think Jurgens wrote that one where it's like you got a lot of like these these spin-off books that like mm-hmm. did what you wanted or gave you these moments that like maybe you were never going to get in that in in convergence. I don't want to compare Dark Crisis to Convergence because I haven't read Dark Crisis, but I can tell you, like, I, I think we're going <laughs> to I think we'll be OK. Yeah. I, listen, I don't think that I I believe you when you say that you're looking forward to this and I and that is enough for me to go out and, and can you continue trying it? But right. I'm I'm just saying I also get the reader who's like kind of done. Oh, yeah. No, like it, every is... like that the solution to getting interest from from readers sometimes is just like, well, just just literally just just pull the foundation out of the house and just see what happens. Yes. Like what oh, rooms absolutely. are left? Like, oh, OK, we'll deal with that for right now. And it's like, yeah. I know I know that death metal didn't come out like last year. Right, but, but it really feels like it. It really came. feels like that. that and I think I, that's because of the pandemic. I think it's just because I, we got yeah. the gap year. And I just cannot shake that feeling at all. Yeah. And so, like, I'm just like, okay. And yeah. And I think because it's dealing with a lot of the same, not not all the same ideas, but some same ideas. And, like, you know, listen, a crisis is always going to deal, not always, but often going to yeah. deal with a multiversal issue, right? It shouldn't. Well, like, infinite. Yes. Yes. That is what I they often. Are yeah that's what they're about um, that's what they're yeah about. that often that's what they are about and so it's like you kind of know what you're getting into um but this first issue like this issue this like launching point that's like hey here we go next thing is going to be this other thing right like i was there was no hype it was just like okay yeah, yeah well that, and that's it, the thing like for me i think people are waiting for stability and i think they're waiting for like yeah no one's re- I, I think that i hope that people are reading death of justice league and leading into dark crisis and they're reading it as an event and mm-hmm. not as a, as like a, as like a page two thirds of the way through a book or a third of the way through the book, hoping yeah. that like this time, this time everything is not going to end happily ever after. And your heroes are going to retire. Like th- that that's not going to happen ever in your life. So like, right these are the stories you know and it's like it, it, it's you either you either enjoy that kind of experience or you don't you know it's like right. it's like being a spider-man fan like <laughs> if, if you're surprised that like they're gonna redo the the status quo or they're gonna retrain like then you know then you either are new to comics or you're a glutton for punishment because mm-hmm. like it's it's gonna happen again um Additionally, I do want to point out, too, that I think some of the feeling that I had, I'm not going to speak for myself because I can't speak for anybody else. I can't speak to to anyone else who's listening to this right now or any other person who read this book. Right. But so I I think it's also just as of late. Yep. And like as of late could be within the past several years. Right. um, It it doesn't feel like there's been a lot of commitment to any one initiative. And so I think that's also in the back of my head because it was like we did rebirth right and there was like the rebirth era and i was like that was super fun that was neat for some people Mm -hmm. and then we were going to do doomsday clock but no we're not actually going to do doomsday clock we're going to do what was the other thing we did instead the button no we did doomsday clock but then whatever happened at doomsday clock wasn't canon we're like no not not that no 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 yeah Uh, and then we did metal and Mm -hmm. in there we're like we were also going to do future state but then we didn't yep you know what i mean like it's just like it doesn't feel like we're ever going to just land. You're never going to land. That's Damn it. Books. Uh, here's the I thing. Know, no, 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 no. I know it's comic books, but listen, after we did conversions, which listen, 
Whatever. Like it or leave it. Yeah. Like it or leave it. It led to rebirth, right? Yes. And like I felt like for that, even even though it wasn't a super long period of time, there was some stability. Yeah. No, you rebirth know, again. Well, that's why like people it or are leave sad. It, like, that's why they're sad people that rebirth ended. Because I know. And like again, like it or leave it, if you liked those books or not, there was consistency. And yes. you didn't feel like, you know, like characters were gonna change and people were gonna die and stories were gonna take turns and maybe you yep. didn't like what was going on, but like, you know what, at the end of the day, the company was behind it and here we go. That's right. That's right. That's because I, there is absolutely no leadership at DC Comics. Well, and that sucks. <laughs> and like, and I don't think that that's fair to hold against Josh's book. But I got to tell saying. you, I'm carrying all of that baggage with me going into this. Right. So like, don't be surprised if like there's going to be like criticism not, or maybe like less enthusiasm. Yeah. Or like not it. everyone's going to be like, woo, I'm on board for this. And I can't wait to see what happens because I'm more like, I mean, something's going to happen. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the thing. It's like, there is no initiative unless you have been reading pretty much Williamson's run. Like if you start at infinite frontier and go mm -hmm. to this, it, there has been consistency. The problem is there's also been upheaval and tumult throughout mm -hmm. the rest of the line. Yep. And so as a result, you're like, you know, you're like, okay, you're saying that we're going in one direction, but like, I can see that we're that not, we're not doing but, that. But I think you're also colored by the idea that it's not just that you can see we're not being stable. It's because I've been burned before. I, there is part of that. No, there's, there's sure. I, I absolutely can admit that. And that's not something I should bring in to a, a new relationship with like, you know, a new crisis and a new yeah. like person at the helm of that crisis. I shouldn't bring that with it, but no. I am. But you but should, because that's how it, you get me, but that's how you get discernment, right? Like that's how you get, you hold oh, yeah. these books to some like expectation of uh, credibility and, and quality where you're like, yo, yeah. acknowledge that i have been like thrown through the ringer here and it's you know it's like people criticizing marvel for like only sure. catering to new readers where it's like right. yo number one they ain't coming number two we're the only ones who are here and we're getting screwed right you know right and and i think again i think it's just if you're following dc you know like listen you're either just reading the books and you're enjoying the stories and that's fine there's yeah. literally nothing wrong with that like good on you enjoy what you enjoy right. or you're another type of like reader who examines kind of what's going on around it as well and dc's been making a lot of choices like they brought bendis in they paid a lot of money and then they just couldn't make that work and it's like and i'm telling you it's like all these things are just kind of like landing here yeah. and i'm like okay yeah yeah will a crisis should be exciting Right. Yes. A crisis should be something that's exciting. It's an opportunity to clean slate if they want to and to kind of start something new. Yes. And and I I'm just not feeling right now that there's going to be a commitment to this crisis. That's fair. <laughs> that's a fair thing to, to feel. Right. Because that's because it, because we haven't like the only time like the last time that we had this. The only reason why things stuck was because there was management at the top that had a commitment to a line and a plan and creators who were either in on that plan or had the kind of like cachet and braggadocio mm -hmm. to make it stick where like Scott Snyder shows up and is like, this is how it's going to be. Right. And you'd better be strapped in for the totality of it because <laughs> I'm not going to stop. And I'm get they're going to pay me whether you like it or not at the end mm -hmm. of the day, because also you're buying it. And I think that, you know, 
I think it event eventually, you know, you, you you reach a point, you hit a wall of like secrets of the DC universe that you can reveal. And uh, I think the really big, the big, the biggest issue was of course, like the, the disparity between Snyder and John's. It was oh, John's sure. going in one direction and Snyder going in another going direction. Another dire- yeah. But like, that's where it started. And then it just like, you know, DC's been bought and sold as well like new management's yeah. coming in and out people were let go people, like, and really, on. Re- people who you didn't even know were there were the reason dc was holding water in the first place and so it's like you're watching you're you're it's like actually it's not unlike youtube where it's like you're watching creators create and establish lore and their like and and their 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 brand on the fly mm-hmm. like you're all you're watching it in real time happening and mm-hmm. you know so it's like that's not gonna work but you know what hopefully you'll stick around next week because you like some element of the brand we're producing here mm-hmm. dc should not feel like that because this this book is also about legacy and it's about like, the and it's about history and so it's like you can't sell me a, a story about history legacy and like and 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 the the the, the camaraderie of the dc universe and sh- and also be a house divided against itself I agree. And and maybe, again, this is my own taste right now, but like I find that some of the most successful things coming out of DC's are, or DC right now is a story that has nothing to do with the main continuity. Like the Black Label stuff is some of the strongest stuff that they're putting out. Yeah. Things that are not tied directly into it because it, it feels stable and it, it, yes. it feels like a story that, that the, the creators can just tell themselves. And like, honestly, good on any creators working over there under what feels like chaotic management yeah absolutely who have to tell stories within continuity like holy crap like hats right. off to you oh yeah yeah well you also have you have that yeah no it's true uh but all i'm I, saying is like i know i really should not be bringing this into this crisis no, no no and like you 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 deserve to as a discerning reader bring yeah. your opinions and your beliefs to the fore so that you can like hold it accountable and you can like also determine for yourself whether you are like what sometimes you can see the strings, but you are so entertained by the performance. It doesn't (laughs) matter. Right. Like it's why, you know, like, like Jurassic park, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody loves Jurassic park and everybody talks about how the effects for Jurassic park. Why, why are Jurassic parks effects so much better than some effects today? And it's like, they're not uh some of them are or at the very least they are because they're doing a blend because they're the you know because of because an expert filmmaker was making it and because they cared and because there's like a hodgepodge of ideas there's puppetry there's cg but even the stuff that looked great then that doesn't look so great now Mm -hmm. you don't care because it's jurassic effing park (laughs) right like it's not because it's jurassic park three and you're like you can admittedly the pterodactyl is better than like the running dinosaurs in Jurassic Park one, mm-hmm. but, but you don't care because JP three sucks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when you, when the story is engaging and when the, when the performance is authentic, then you care. Even if you can see the seams or like, you know, the, or, or, or the, you know, the, the window dressing isn't quite up to snuff or it isn't at the same level. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, unfortunately like, it's a, it's a shame that like dark crisis is coming on the heels of the failure of 5g the uh the 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 lukewarm reception of future state the 
uh, ambiguity. There was an entire forgotten event between Future State and uh, Death Metal. You know, yep. you you did it. It was a uh, what was it? Winter. Oh, or, endless winter. Endless winter. Yep. That was an event that was shoved in there. Yep. Metal was a a fucking mess. Yeah, like, uh, but a sales juggernaut, and that's a thing. That's Death Metal for. sold. I know. Death Metal. Death Metal. The sequel. Like the one with Dr. Manbatten that sold, that sold better. That was not going to be as big as it was. And it's even bigger because it sold. And those, and that shit sold. I know. No, I know. I know. And like, and and, and I will say that just to to dovetail into that Mm -hmm. death of the justice league sold. It sold great. No, I, and and I'm sure they're, they're, they're loving it. And I'm sure they're living behind. Like, they're just like, yes. Yeah. And like, here's the funny thing. I actually just saw this today, just a few minutes before we started shooting. Bleeding Cool has a list, and they were like, mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man buries Death of Justice League. And I was like, oh, yeah? Because when I went to the comic book store, uh, I could get this. Yeah. And I live in a major metropolitan area. Yeah. Now, it could just be that more retailers didn't purchase as many Death that's of the a, Justice and League. And that's a very interesting because, theory, like, right? I mean, like, to be fair, you I picked up that copy for you, and it was at a store that has decided that they're not going to carry DC anymore, and that's a whole other conversation that's another, for a whole other time. Yes, but like, that's true. You know, so, like, that store didn't sell any Justice League. No, that's true. So, I, I don't know. Like, they probably did. It's probably a disparaging amount of, like, how many were ordered. But, I mean, you have a number one versus a death. I, I You know, historically speaking, both have done well in markets right and they just yeah. happened to come out of the same week probably would have been better for them to have split them up a little more so and, and maybe not had them come out in the same week <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean um but i i yeah i i know it's going to be all about sales for them and i'm sure they're very happy um but i mean another thing i like and again i think this is a conversation for another time but talking about their whole commitment a to a crisis um, I know they've got a new parent company and I know they're looking at DC itself and like being like, what's, what's going on here? What oh, are yeah. we doing? Well, their right? approach to like TV and stuff is so like, I'm, I'm fascinated and I can't wait to see where it goes. Oh yeah. Because, yeah. But like, I'm worried about, you know, after we had metal, we're supposed to launch into 5g, we're into future state instead. Right. They had this whole plan and then it was like, Oh crap, there was a pandemic. So like other mitigating factors are in there. Yeah. But I'm like, we're going to have a new status quo post this. And I don't know what it's going to be. Right. You mean this? Yeah. Post dark yeah. crisis. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the plan is after dark crisis. I don't okay. know what the future holds. I, I honestly, like, if it's a crisis, typically there's usually a new status quo. Yeah, but not really. Not anymore. I mean, look at fucking death metal, right? Like after death metal, they but, remade the whole goddamn multiverse and it's exactly the same as it was the, right. before it started. But honestly, if, I'm like, I don't even like I, the, the hype I'm hearing for Dark Crisis, which is, you know, admittedly, you know, not the same. Yeah. It's not proportionately the same. Like, I, I'm not looking at Dark Crisis as a, like, as a stepping stone to the new status, to the new period of DC. Okay. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it as an event, like as a story. Okay. Because like, to me, and I know it isn't. Like, seems it, to be like a fan of the old guard and the old guard, when they did a crisis, it changed shit. Yeah. Yeah, well, and the well, and the uh, maybe the problem the problem is he can't. I mean, that could be he's it. not an editor. He's not a, he's not the editor in chief. He's not a publisher. He's just um, here's a story. I'm I'm just I'm just writing stories that they're letting me write. And if you read it, what if you read it from here to here, you'll get a complete 
th- like thorough story. You know, I mean, honestly, yeah. like if you look at like his like what and that starts all the way with Infinite Frontier, when Infinite Frontier launched and they were like, hey, like Infinite Frontier. And you were like, what is that? And like, I don't know. Like there right. was no real authentic explanation as to like what Infinite Frontier is, because especially when we were conditioned to expect that like eras had names. Right. Like we just got out of Rebirth, and it's like Infinite Frontier. What is that? It's, and then it was like it's it's a book you can buy. Like what yeah. a book! Like, I guess I guess the reason why I I assumed other than the word crisis being in there is because you went like you wouldn't call this the death of the Justice League, which either means you're you know just gonna bring them back immediately, or yeah. something has to change. Right. And you're gonna live with it for a little bit. No, I don't think there's any change. <laughs> But like, but that's even more frustrating because then it's just like, aha, the cash grab. Got it. Right. I mean, on one hand, yeah. But on the other hand, <laughs> since you know, like if this was a cash, if this was a outright cash grab, I think that it would not go into the next thing. It would not go into it. it Death of the Justice League is, it's not necessarily just like, it's not just we're going to kill off Wally West. Uh-huh. You know, we're not we're not killing off a ca- the death of Superman, right? Even though Death of Superman did dovetail into a new era of Superman That's that what I'm had saying. unprecedented there was, sales. There was a period of time though where he was just dead. Well, yeah, but like you also they they immediately fell into funeral for a friend, and then the four Supermen, yeah, and then but like that led into another. He and then still that wasn't read- there. Uh, like the book was still coming out, but the other characters were taking the role for a little bit. For a little bit you know yeah dc take the wheel here we go yeah so like that's what i'm saying like either we're going to do something like that or by the end of this it's going to be like i mean like yeah we called it death of justice league because we wanted you to buy the book but like they're just going to come back like immediately and it's like what's the point then right no that's fair so yeah uh, at the end of the day uh i think the issue's fun and i think that it's like necessary i mean obviously it's a prelude to the dark crisis and where that's going but again like I, I'm not looking at it. And I think it's just, maybe it's because I had to recondition my own approach to crises because yeah. like, at the end of the day, at the, at, at the when you look at, like, I remember a time when there was only one crisis. Right. And then I remember Wizard Magazine being roped in by DC editorial and uh-huh. like, marketing where they were like, crisis was 10 years ago. We should do another one. Like, right. not we need to do another one because things are messed up or we need to do this, that, and the other thing. It was just, well, wouldn't it be fun to do like an anniversary style crisis mm-hmm. where we just celebrated the fact that we had a crisis because <laughs> at the end of the day, crisis of infinite earth succeeded. Yeah. Like it succeeded in terms of it collapsed the multiverse. It streamlined everything. You got Burns, Superman, you got Miller's Batman and, and the rest. And ultimately they've been trying to clean up the rest since what? New 52, because, like, what's Hawkman? You know, Zero Hour, which is the second crisis, is an attempt to clean up what they thought was broken and broke it more because Mm -hmm. there wasn't really a story there. They were doing it because they were, like, wanted to pat themselves on the back and do a 10-year victory lap. Mm -hmm. And then, after doing that, they broke the dam. Yeah. Now, crises are not precious. Now no. you can do them whenever you want and in in shorter intervals. Right. So like 
that's why I feel like there needs to be weight to this. Yeah. And again, like, I don't, you talked to Josh. I didn't like, did he decide to call it that? Or did the marketing team decide to call it that? Because like, you can never forget they're a business at at the heart. You've got creators and the business that runs like the creators in their own way. Like the creators get to do what they need to do and what they want to do to a point. But at the end of the day, like marketing decides that, you know, listen, we're going to hype up the fact that it's the death of the justice league. Oh yeah. Well, you mean, okay. Well, when it comes to dark crisis, he is not I, I didn't ask him about like where it came from, but I can tell you that like Death Metal was no Dark Knight's Metal was originally called the Dark Crisis. Right. Okay. Uh then um after that they had references to it in Tales from the Dark Multiverse, where Tempest Fugonaut was <laughs> going through the multi the Dark Multiverse. I know you love him. <laughs> I know he's one of my favorite characters, and apparently uh, in he's dead. in that action comics book they killed him and i was like was that actually him and that's like yes (laughs) i'm like oh i mean maybe he can can get a black lantern ring i mean here's the thing like there are there's a race of fugonauts you could just say that wasn't tempest that was another fugonaut (laughs) but uh but like fugonaut talked about the coming of a dark crisis right and then like they showed he needed he needed his champions Yes, he needed his champions. So maybe they didn't, maybe the Justice League didn't die. Maybe they're the champions. Tempest is like, oops. I, I, I'm a I ghost. Think, I don't know if I could say this. I will <laughs> don't, anyway. Don't say anything. That just Tempest Fugonaut is probably not going to be in the Dark Crisis. I'm sorry. I I'm am. Sorry. I know you severely wanted to, I've been pitching this forever. I really wanted to see Tempest Fugonaut show up in the middle of this big event with like Eradicator Superwoman and and, and half alive half like half black half white lantern sinestro uh-huh. and uh and, and you know hecate wonder woman and a bunch of other ca- oh and dark uh you know uh nightfall batman and all this stuff and and then get omega beamed <laughs> we're not gonna get that i don't I'm think sorry. and i'm really sad about that i'm so because, sorry because that means i'm not gonna get my tempest Huguenot statue from like you know dc director whatever right maybe sideshow make a hell of a Huguenot. I want one so bad. I might spend the money to get a big ass, stupid Tempest Fugonaut statue. <laughs> Cause I want him on the set. I want, I want that monument to like, to, to, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, the dark crisis came from that. I think it's like, it's the yeah. same with the uh, Amazon's attack. Amazon's attack was originally gonna be an event that mm-hmm. like they wrote down then they didn't do that. And then they went, well, we still have the name, do it again over here. So it's like, right. they, they reuse names all the time. Oh yeah. But you like, know. you know, if but but it, it is connected because like the great darkness is the main looming right right problem. But I, and again I, this is probably just a conversation for another time um but the, there is power in name and if you call it a crisis and you don't want crisis to just be a dime a dozen and maybe you want to go back to them being something precious then you need to mm-hmm. do something with this yeah and i'm sure they will i mean like the, the fact is like i think there is something i mean you got Doomsday and Ner- and, and, and Neron and Necron and like Eclipso. Eclipso and like all in one room being puppeted by the Great Darkness, which I, which 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 Pariah thinks he's. I mean, like this is a big deal, and right. there's going to be like huge ramifications in term in this story, Dark right. Crisis, right? But probably, but, like, but, but just but here, I, yeah, but just here, unless I mean, like, they it'll end and then like people will be like, well, that was crazy. What's next. Okay. But I mean, that's what I expect. Cause that's, but that's every event now. I know. I know. 
and like it doesn't affect anything else presumably we'll see we'll see we don't know we don't know and i know that for sure but all i'm saying is this issue just felt like okay another event another thing that feels like the last things yeah but at the same time for me like the books that i've been like i i've been like good like i hated (laughs) justice league like this that book was unreadable i know you were not a fan i know and and i don't care about like conan gladiator superman i don't read you know i should read that i should pick that up because i you know i like superman and i like conan so you do you would you might love it i don't know i don't know what your opinion of uh philip kennedy johnson is i don't think i've read i don't think i've read enough of his work to have an opinion yeah, I read his alien book and and I hate it like so much, but it could just be because of Laraka. I think that's exactly what it is. It, I mean, like, and when I say I think, I mean <laughs> that's exactly what it is. I just can't. Um, but uh, yeah, he is nice though, like as a person. <laughs> like so, uh, yeah, and I just I don't care. I'm like I, I was when I don't like something or I don't like the direction of thing, I don't read it out of hang out of anger. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know superman should be like what uh you know i liked superman's tomasi run and it's like well how about bendis's run i'm like no and then i don't read it you know yeah. and then it turns out afterwards uh they were like okay we're still not going to do that actually right. we're going to make superman go away and it's like I'm, I'm i'm even less interested in that no i you know, know. <laughs> i know uh but yeah um I, I don't think we expected issue. to have such a big conversation about this. No, but... no, but I did enjoy it. Like, <laughs> yeah, me I, too. I, I dug it. Uh, Green Arrow has the, the standout moments in that issue. Death yes. Justice League. Yes. Um, he's our, he's our ride along character. Well, okay. Here's what's funny to, for me is like, there's like that moment. You see it coming a mile away. Oh yeah. You knew it was like, coming. he says, when he, he says leaves, his, when he no. goes with Canary. Well, yeah. When like, he goes, oh, okay. but like when he says his line where he's just like, I, I do what I'm, what I always do in these yeah. situations and i was like before i even turn the page i'm like die <laughs> yeah you're a dude yeah you're a dude with arrows and i love you to death and i and i love your your gumption but like you're a you're a rich guy with arrows yeah but batman's there too yeah but batman has a superpower all his own yeah well batman doesn't oh. get a character that gets like that, that kills him so no, he doesn't he doesn't do any of that but i was like oh okay like yeah good i love his heart Me i love too. ollie's heart he's like i gotta go i gotta go she's going i'm going we're going yeah. together and then I he gets that. his head caved in by doomsday that does happen to him which that is pretty awesome from time to time and i gotta tell you uh i guess ollie's skeleton is weaker than like blue beetles and booster golds because doomsday does the same maneuver to a punch <laughs> no it's he's what's powered funny by is... the darkness but, but the dark no and they're 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 at half capacity they're at like yeah. capacity so it's like oh okay yeah all right you got me anyway <laughs> i i enjoyed it because it's like for me i think and it, and it could be meta reading it could just be because i'm like i know the intent and i think that that's hard to tell with most modern comics where you're like what are you trying to do here are you trying to get my money or are you trying to actually tell me an engaging story and i think i because i, I know think- where josh's heart is at i'm like i'm i'm down I think Williamson wants to tell an engaging story, but I think that there they want to. It's not his be, fault. Like it's, it's been it's been clouded. He's, it's like it's like the Millennium Falcons hyperdrive. It's no one's fault. Yeah. Like, no. You, it's you think you fixed it. It's just you keep hot wiring the fucking thing. 
<laughs> or the Imperials have like, you know, done something to it. it it's not my fault. Like, I, I can't believe it. that, by the way, we watched Empire again recently, and uh, <laughs> I can't believe the Imperials like fixed it just to deactivate. It was like, you know, that when the Imperials got in, they're they like, so what are we supposed to do? Well, Lord Vader says you have to deactivate the hard drive. It's it's not working. I don't even know what this is supposed to be. And so they <laughs> it's like just, it's just filled with Wookiee fur. Right? Like they would have they would have like Vader had to like delay his trip. Like he got there and he's they're like, we're still we had to rebuild the hyperdrive yeah. <laughs> from scratch in order to deactivate it. So you need to like go get a shawarma or something. You have to go down to like the gas mines yeah. and just, just, just walk around the block a couple of times yeah. because it's going to take us a while because, because R2 is just like, he turns the thing and it works. And it's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> that thing wasn't working before they got it. They had That's to right. fix it and then break it. Mm-hmm. Josh Cowdery says, uh, uh, was pleasantly surprised by Amazing Spider-Man 1. Despite my excitement for J.R. Jr.'s return, the leaks in Wells' writing turned beyond, uh, during Beyond had me skeptical. However, I enjoyed the new issue a lot. Um, yes, I'm excited to talk about we it. We are going to talk about that. I didn't Wilbur read this one, so it'll be more one-sided. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Willow Robertson, do you think anyone at Marvel Retreat is mentioning aliens or predators? Which Disney franchise do you think will use them first in Star Wars or Marvel? Uh, alien has a, has a book right now there's rumors that uh what's it called that uh that ridley scott show is gonna have xenomorphs in it so i don't know um predator is getting a book that was made like a year and a half two years ago uh this july so predator is gonna continue uh -huh. um i think that if marvel was smart they would have one shots or three issue minis where it was predator versus and you just have predator versus punisher predator versus spider-man predator like and just predator versus wolverine and just do that. I want that so bad. But Marvel ver Marvel will get Predator before Star Wars does. Okay. Um, what's it called? Uh, MMNN. Wait, you know what I want more than that? What? Disney should should build um <laughs> build... LV426? No, well, yeah, but I was going to say the ship from oh, Alien. The Nostromo. Yeah, the Nostromo. I was going to say the Sulaco, and I was like, that's from Aliens. What the hell it's is the other name? one? Yeah, I know it's the other I, one. No, I'm I... saying, like, that's great. It's but like, I... oh, no, you got the ship's confused. But, like, I, I came up with the lesser, I'm like, Sulaco. And I'm like, yeah, everyone knows Nostromo. Not many people talk about Sulaco, so that's really awesome. But they should build the Nostromo, like, a little, like, just like a like a thing. Like, they've got Muppets, like, the little Muppet World area. Like, a yeah. little place where you can, like, just go into the ship. You know what I think is more likely? Because of how like this. humid and horrible it is in in Disney World, yeah, uh, they could make like, is it Hadley's Hope? Like the like the little like compound that is, oh LV426. yeah, and so it's like, but just the entrance, like where you go in, and then it's like all torn and ruined, and like, oh no, you make like, it when it's like going. Don't make it all torn and ruined. That way, they people can be there and working. You can have like you can go to their crappy eatery and, commissary and get yeah. like Waylon Utani's slop. <laughs> That'd be friggin' amazing. This is, this is why we're not Imagineers. <laughs> yeah, because we, we were like, "This is great." Bankrupted. Oops. Well, we had Amanda M says, "I think Amazing Spider-Man One was an incredibly intriguing issue uh, for a run that will most definitely be highly controversial as it goes on. Marvel strategy is not to piss off too many people right off the bat. Mm, I disagree with you on that one, my friend. Um, in terms of Marvel strategy, because I think Marvel has a very different strategy. Cat lawyer." 
Uh, speaking of meta reading, I think that that's why I haven't been able to get into main Spider-Man oh. books. I can't stop seeing weird agendas about shifting status quos. I just want a story with character arcs. I think people really want you to talk about that Spider-Man issue. I don't know why. It's not like it's in the title or on the thumbnail or anything. <laughs> uh, Kane's World. Sal, you just nailed that why I stopped buying comics. I just feel like I'm in a circle with no growth. And F that, no more money for you except for Comic Pop. Oh, thanks, Kane's World. Oh, thank Listen, man, you. that's why you should get into uh, Black Label books and miniseries. Yeah, trust me. Most of my DC polls right now are Black Label, and it's not on purpose. It's just, it just like I hear, I see the creative teams, I hear the pitches, and I'm just like, I'm intrigued. I have to know more. Like, yeah, uh, you know, like I'm reading Catwoman Lonely City, and I, I'll be honest, like I read the first issue, and I slept on that second issue, okay. and then I read two and three back to back, and I cannot wait for the next one. Jock mm-hmm. on Dark Knight. Um, Oh, one the, dark the night. Last, one dark night. That's one it. dark night. Amazing. I'm loving uh, Suicide Squad. Blaze. Like. Yep. The Rogues. Great. The book. Rogues. Oh, yeah. Rogues. Yeah. Uh, Dex Baker is a super sticker. Thank you very much, Dex, for your super Thank sticker. You. Uh, we're getting into Spider Man. I promise. We're just gonna. I just want to make sure everybody is acknowledged before we wrap up, uh, because you, you know you're here for that. Uh, Ar- Anarchic Arachnid. I wish Conan Gladiator Superman was Connor. I think it would have been better. I think people would have been more like down. That would have been, been kind of cool. Like that's where he went. Like that's yeah, what the like, story is. If that was retconned where it's like, no, Connor. Oh yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yes. Connor be cool. I would have rather been like, no, John. Yeah. Cause I think you were thinking the same thing where it's like John's teenage years were spent being a gladiator or something. No, it would be kind of cool if it was Connor. Like we're, we're, well, yes. Yeah. Where'd he go? Yeah. yeah. But like, admittedly speaking, we're like John's teenage years, like, you know, yeah, he goes off with the old man. He's like, boot. Good right? luck. <laughs> Live through this gladiator world. But like, no, where'd Connor go? You know, he's like pissing um, vinegar and. Yeah, that'd be kind of dope. Gets himself into trouble. And I don't know. Dan Dragon. Hey, guys, speaking of miserable stories, Tiffany, have you heard of the manga Chainsawman or Zeta Man? I feel like they're uh, sequels to Devil Man. What are your thoughts? I have not heard of them. I'm like, what <laughs> Somebody loaned me something. No, it's not that. OK, yeah. no, but I'll check it out. Uh, Ray Far, last status quo I read was was Parker Industries. Ew, it's tough, man. Like it's tough to be a Spider Man fan. I'll tell you that. Uh, Travis Pagan, Vader versus aliens, aliens on a starship rebellion versus the Empire. Then aliens show up, literally the South pirate ship. But it was Star Wars. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you like that, you should read Death Troopers. Yeah, the first one. Yeah, not the second one. They made a second. I didn't read the second one. Maybe it's good, but I was I was well, the very. Second- the second I was, was fine with the one. first one. Yeah. yeah, I was really okay with the the the, the first one. Mm-hmm. Although they did lean a little too heavily on like needing to name drop and like put characters in there. I was like, you didn't really need to do that. Yeah, but I get why you did it. I get it. Exactly. Willem Golden. Everyone hated to deal, but with him, he at least steered the ship in a direction. In my opinion, yeah, no, he did. He did. I feel uh, kind of bad for the people in charge right now because they also got handed a mess. Yep. And but like they also the- asked for it. They did ask for the mess, but sometime, by the time that they're done unraveling the mess, it'll be time for someone else to take over, and then those people will get credit for the cleanup. Yeah. Uh, David Brolt, uh, any thoughts on Tom King's Human Target? I think it got lost after issue five. Uh, I think it's excellent. I think it's a f- flawless series. Uh, okay, so Amazing Spider-Man number one from uh, Zeb Wells and John Romita Jr., uh, this is what the fifth or possibly sixth first issue of Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> no, it's I'm been kidding. a few. Uh, it and it's uh it's five issues away from issue nine hundred, so of course it's time for us to relaunch the series. Um, but it's still legacy. 
Yeah, I appreciate that they at least kept the legacy numbers. But uh, yeah, Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man number one, um, obviously it's mired in its uh, last page like uh, leaks, which we talked about in the last episode. Uh-huh. Um, but let's talk more about the issue itself. Uh, the, the first issue is like establishing, reestablishing, setting up like the status quo. Um, essentially, like it opens in that like teaser image, which which got a lot of people talking, which was um, Spider-Man's in outside of York, Pennsylvania, in a crater, and uh, he like freaks out, and then it says six months later, and that's when we're uh, catching up, and basically like. Peter is at rock bottom. Uh, everyone's like mad at him. Uh, his entire stay at the hospital in the last arc for beyond. Yeah. Aunt May got foot the bill with that one. And so she had to sell her place and move into a crappy apartment. And she's like, bye Peter until you can like talk to me or apologize to me. I'm leaving. So she, ba- she bails on him. Uh, he has to like, uh, what's it called? Um, he He's, He's dogged by creditors. Uh, Randy was left to pay the apartment bill by himself. He had two roommates. Uh, Boomerang died and Peter abandoned him. So Randy had to pay like by himself. Um, if you don't remember, Randy, uh, Randy Robertson is dating uh, the Beatle, who is the daughter of Tombstone and uh, that he wants to take it to the next level. He asks Tombstone if he can marry her. Tombstone is down. Tombstone pushes uh, his new plan to take over uh, territories. Um, and he's got a new uh, enforcer in the form of Digger, a, a, a Straczynski creation from the old Straczynski run, which also had Ramita on pencils. And oh. a lot of people like worship that run, myself included. I loved the <laughs> Straczynski run. Um, and the Digger arc was awesome and like really fun. Uh, Digger is you know, used as an enforcer. He's a low level enforcer in this, which I think is interesting. Uh, and basically tombstone is in like a turf war. And that's the idea. Tur- tombstone is like set up as, I don't know, the big bad or the new, like, you know, undercurrent antagonist. I feel like we're not too far away from beyond and the whole like Randy beetle tombstone, Robbie situation for us to have this, Okay, but whatever. Um, Peter tries to talk to Mary Jane. She's hiding from somebody and telling him, no, like, I can't talk to you. I told you not to call me anymore. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Digger was another enforcer. Uh, he tried to kill. Tombstone. tombstone? Okay. Yeah. Uh, tombstone. Uh, you know, he's, he's pissed and he's looking for blood. And then the last page reveals that Mary Jane has two children with some random guy named Paul. And then there's another last page reveal which is that uh, Dr. Octopus is being held uh, against his will by a, uh, an unseen adversary. So it's like, Oh, like we're not doing the whole, uh, we're not doing the whole one, uh, one more day, brand new day. It's only new characters. We're not going to go with our, uh, you know, reinvention. It's just, it's just a mixture of like new and Mm -hmm. old. Here's some stuff. Uh, Zeb Wells uh, was, one of the architects of the beyond era. So I guess I understand why, like there's some carryover mm-hmm. um, overall. Uh, if this came out 10 years ago, I think a lot of people would be really excited about it. I think more people would be like down. Right. Um, I think if this was like part of the like brand new day period, I think people would be like, Whoa, and like would be really, really high on it. Mm-hmm. That being said, uh, I've heard some really solid uh, positive reviews of this series or the, of this issue. 
and I didn't hate it. Like I didn't hate it while I was reading it, mm. but I think like dark, like the death of the, the justice league, like that's why I want to talk about both of them because like they're mm-hmm. both mired in meta reading. Like people are, people were sick of justice league. People were sick of the beyond era. People were divided on the Spencer era. I think in the, with the Spider-Man thing, it's a little worse because Spider-Man is the highest profile Marvel character. Spider-Man should be doing Batman numbers and he doesn't. And I think it's just because Spider-Man lives or dies based on the creative team. Mm-hmm. When it comes to this issue and the setup, it's like I have been burned before. And I think a lot of people are just so like ready for stability that even this is stability for them Mm -hmm. or they're like so he's he's spider-man okay i'll take it you know like and i'm not bagging on 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 riley i just mean like so he's spider-man he's got to play you know he has a status quo i can firmly identify that i recognize great i'll take it you know fine he's fighting bad guys i know even better you know, it's not out of it. It's 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 not it's not going off the rails. It's just he's in New York and he's doing this thing. Right. Fine. It's just I think that people are giving this book unnecessary praise because they're sick of it. And I think people are giving, you know, dark death of Justice League unnecessary crap because they're sick of it. You know, it's like right. the same thing. Like everyone is just like tired yeah. and exhausted by being pulled in multiple directions at the same time by upper management yeah and it's like if i believed that those were mary jane's children right i would drop this book like i have twice before i've i and and when i like i stopped reading spencer's run i stopped reading the beyond run Mm -hmm. but i didn't quit the books you know like i didn't go like i hate this and i out now out of uh, now under protest is beef burgers (laughs) like i'm 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 I quit when they said Spider-Man that you've been reading for 25 years has been, has been fake. I was right. Like, Goodbye. And then I quit again when they were like, uh, the marriage has been undone by the devil. I, I just, I couldn't handle it. Right. And if, and if I believed for a second that those are Mary Jane's children and that like she secretly had two kids with Paul at some weird time in Spider-Man's history that as of yet has never been chronicled. I'd be like, no. And I would quit. And right. I quit probably forever at this point, because at this point I have way more bills to pay and money to allocate that doesn't involve me spending six bucks on a 52 page comic book. Um, but I don't. And the reason I don't is because of meta reading. And it's because I've been like, I live and breathe. And uh, you know, your, your, your options when you have been reading for a long time and you've seen it all and you've done it all and you recognize the inner workings of the industry in some regard, uh, your options are to quit forever or to just take your lumps and be used and get, and get used to the changes and upheaval. Mm-hmm. Like with Spider-Man, that book, th- this is a book that Chip Zdarsky wouldn't touch with a 10 meter cattle prod. And the reason is because with with spectacular, he pretty much got to do what he wanted, mm-hmm. kind of. And he's Chip Zdarsky and can do whatever the fuck he wants anyway. You know, like write Batman. Uh, 
but he knows, and I think it's, I think him not doing it is telling uh, that this is a committee book. This is a book that is made by committee. It's approved by upper management. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, you know, um, with respect to like the Spencer run, you know, I think Spencer, he, I, I genuinely believe, and it's a conspiracy theory, but I believe that he, uh, he skirted by some like hard set, not written down, but still widely known tenants of what it means to have a Spider-Man book because Marvel is lazy and cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, Marvel is lazy and cheap when it comes to their books and their publishing line. And so it's like, there aren't enough editors and there aren't, there's not enough oversight. And so I think they were like, Spencer's knows what he does. Spencer knows what he's doing. Editors now are just spell checkers. You're fine. You're fine. And then they went, and then I think somebody like kicked up the flagpole and was like, he's going to undo one more day. And they were like, what? Stop <laughs> the presses. Nick, is that what you're doing? And he's like, yeah, you, I set it up for the last two years. Like you knew I was doing that. And they're like, well, you can't anymore. <laughs> Like, but we're, we're like 10 issues away from the finish line. Well, you have to change it now. And so we did. I, I genuinely feel that's what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know that's what happened. I can say allegedly that's what happened in terms of what I believe. But I think that's where they went. And I think with this one, they were like, Zeb, as long as you don't mind your name being put on a book that is being put together, but you, you, you give us the outline, we approve it, you know, and we tell you where we want it to end up. Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, you tell us where it ends up, and if it aligns with the with the with the with the plan we have. And when I say plan, I don't mean story plan. I mean the plan to keep him within these rigid guidelines. Then we're all going to be fine here. And I think that's and I think that's why I'm like I'm not worried about it because at this you know one on one hand it's like yeah you could you could give Mary Jane kids and like lie about what happened in the past, or you could just have like Mary Jane be a mother figure for two characters that when another 40 something writer comes on the book goes, I don't like that at all. And just makes them go away. Like I, 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 at this point I am not in the least like shaken by anything that happened in this book as it, as it stands, it's a pretty standard by the number Spider-Man comic book. Like this issue is just, everyone's mad at Spider-Man. He's isolated and alone and his entire like, you know, uh, support network is gone. You know, there's one character who's conspicuously absent from this book and it's J. Jonah Jameson. Oh. J. Jonah Jameson had, you know, always been a anti-Spider-Man, you know, propagandist. Mm -hmm. And then after the Zdarsky period, like he became Spider-Man's biggest supporter and knows who he is and like is is his number one fan. Is is what Peter Parker did six months ago so heinous that J. Jonah Jameson will be put back in the bottle? Oh, interesting. Who knows? I I would I would probably if I had to bet money, I would on that because it's setting things up and putting Spider-Man back into a place that's like more recognizable for older people. Right. You know? But at the same time, one one more day is over 10 years old. So Ugh. who are those old readers? Yeah. Anymore? Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. What, what is an older reader? Uh, so, you know, it's just, um, this, this book is, it, it does, I don't know if it earns the last two pages in terms of like it being nothing in, nothing in the book sets up the Mary Jane kids reveal. So clearly that was done as a way of being like, I, I'd be so 
I'd go so far as to suggest as to as to believe that they were added last minute and they don't know what to do with that. Like that's how that's how that's what little faith I have. Well, I don't know because like that <laughs> like we've read plenty of random issues for like GBU where like the last page is like and this thing because it's trying to like hook you. Yes, that's yes. what that feels like. It does well, and then it has another post credit scene. Oh, does it? Yeah, with Doc Ock, where it's like, oh, who's right, Doc, yes. Doc Ock? But I'm like, right, right, right. Who cares? Right. Like you know, I, you know what I've done already. Read the best Doc Ock stories. That's true. You know, it's like, funny, and I, and I know a lot of people are also talking about the whole Moira thing, and I'm like, the only reason that's probably part of the book is because Zeb Wells was like, I used to write Hellions, and I really had a good time with that. Yeah, I don't want. I'm not done with X Men. I really liked writing Hellions, and like by the way, it is it is a good run. It's so fun. Yeah, which is why is. like I was really hoping he was gonna knock it out of the park with Spider Man, I, and I still hope he does because like I'm like he's he's good. Like yeah. I really enjoyed that work. Yeah, it. Listen, the characters are consistent. They have mm -hmm. a they have a clear, distinct voice. The story is intriguing. That first that first page reveal is like a, a a killer setup and it does that thing that like that end game moment or that snicked moment in old man logan where it's like you know peter parker's in the middle of a crater there's probably hundreds or thousands dead and then it does that double page six months later thing where you're like omg uh -huh. like you know there's gonna be either a mini series or something to set up that or maybe just no probably more like an arc just be like the arc will be like what did peter parker do and that's the arc mm -hmm. and it'll just tell you what he did and what happened but um you know, that's a, that's a solid premise and it's a solid pitch and, and I'm, I'm excited to see it. Like I, I am genuinely concerned or interested in what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but, uh, when it comes to this, it's like, uh, even the criticism lobbed at it where it's like, Peter's a jerk. He is a jerk. He's a complete dick shit like in this book. And why, uh, you know, because he's, because unhappy, because he's a grump. Uh, I will say, there's whole runs where he's a where he's a douchebag. Yeah, like there's tons, you know, not recently unless you count like, you know, Superior. But there are runs where uh, he's just he's just largely unlikable. Right. Whole runs, and uh, or or he's like needlessly antagonistic, you know. Um, but it's 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 that's how it goes. Uh, and it ebbs and flows and like, you know, you're going to feed, hopefully, you know, you're along for the ride. Like I said, like it's a, it's a roller coaster, you know, it's like, it's all over the place, you know, like if you, if you're reading amazing Spider-Man, see what, what happens to him next, then you miss the point of reading amazing Spider-Man, you know? And mm -hmm. so I think it's the antithesis to that dark crisis thing where it's like, well, the dark crisis is supposed to set up a status quo. It's a, right. it's a means to an end. But with this, it's like this is the the journey is the is the reason to read the book. Right, right. I I I enjoyed Ramina's art. Um, really, I think it, I think it was a deliberate decision, by the way, to get him on this because they could have put him on anything, but they want you. They want to curry favor. They're like people have been middling. You know, the the, the Spencer run was divisive. The Beyond run was confusing. This is Spider Man diggers back they want you to think straczynski and straczynski brought the marriage back like they were married but they were separated he brought them back together they want mm -hmm. you to think about that period they're trying to get you to think of that why are they trying to think make you think of that 
are there clues? Are there are there, are there missed opportunities that Straczynski didn't get a chance to pay off that maybe paid off in this? Who knows? Uh, but it's it raises a lot of questions. Maybe they're meta questions, but they're still questions. Mm-hmm. I think there's something about this book that is valuable. Um, okay. And I, and I wouldn't necessarily write it off. But the problem is, it's you know, the the problem really is Spider-Man fans are a unique bunch. At the end of the day, Spider-Man fans are very different from like fans of the Flash or Green Arrow or like or 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 Captain America. Okay. Very different fans. And uh and and so it is a very difficult chore to produce the flagship Spider-Man title. It's why they should probably just bring back the other titles. Because if you brought back Peter Parker and Spe- or Spectacular Web of, you know, you might go a long way towards like giving people more variety so mm-hmm. you can do other things like the J- during Straczynski's run Jenkins wrote a run Paul Jenkins had this whole run drastically different from, Straczyns- from Straczynski's run and equally impactful but like half the readership read the spectacular run right but like if you didn't if you were like I am not in to what Straczynski is writing you can read Jenkins run and have an equally rewarding and equally impactful and important status quo mm-hmm. and it all just happens on like an idle tuesday somewhere it's just you, you just bounce back back and forth but you're getting drastically different runs and it's like that's your problem marvel you are you are either double shipping amazing spider-man or you're not but amazing spider-man should be split into like two or three other books to give the audience to, to split the audience and maybe give them like it would it would, it would mitigate the criticism right but you'd actually have to you'd have to actually like get creators who had a story to tell and could not hard find, to find and, cu- and could kind of work together you well would, enough. no you don't no you don't really that's, you don't think the, so no that's the problem the problem with the beyond era and the brand new day era is that they were like we're making we're making three we're we're, we're triple shipping okay and they all have to work together and it was hard and it took a lot of work well i just mean like you but, can't do something like huge like kill all the hair they really? did. They did. That, they did it. They even did it with when when Zdarsky was on Peter Parker. Like Zdarsky is like, oh, J. Jonah Jameson knows who he is now. Amazing didn't even acknowledge that for like months afterwards. Like, all right, no, they could do it, and it wouldn't matter. Or or the the real thing you should do, which is the thing that like most folk like me are complaining about, is that like maybe there are some runs where Spider Man just fucking is Spider Man. Like he's just, they don't have to be the biggest, most important thing. You could just take for granted the fact that you're selling a book called Spider-Man and it sells a certain number. Right. Who cares if spectacular or web of sells the same numbers as daredevil or, or, or a captain America issue 12, you know, it doesn't matter. You're, you're it's extra money. And you're, and you're satisfying those, those vocal minority who are like, Ooh, I hate this because then they're like, Oh, I like this issue. It's just Spider-Man. Like, you know, maybe he's teaming up with different characters he never does. Or maybe he's fighting the vulture. You know, it doesn't matter. But, like, give them what they want. Because if you're going to deliberately overproduce books, Marvel, make some shit your audience actually is asking for. That's fair. I mean, it does It does put a little bit of a, um issue for, like if they were doing that with, like, all, like, having more multiple Spider-Man titles, like, would I have gotten a Shang-Chi? I mean, probably because there's a movie, but yes, I'm getting but maybe another. It have lasted as long. I'm getting another Shang-Chi. Yeah, after it too. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm happy for that. 
Yeah, exactly. But I also want people to be happy with Spider-Man. So I, I've got no solution here. No, well, I, I mean, the, the reality is like the the concept that like because this exists, you don't get this as felonious. Like you don't get something at the expense of another thing mm. in comics. Like when you're like, oh man, I love, uh, you know, this run on this thing, uh, you know, like I love Darkhawk, but they won't, pu they won't publish Darkhawk because they're publishing too many Spider-Mans. There's no reality where that exists. That might be though, because like they might go look at their bottom line and be like, okay, listen, we can't afford to publish all of these books in a month. Marvel can't afford to publish the books they're publishing right now. I guess that's true. <laughs> you know? And like, you know, with DC, I do believe it's like, you're publishing too many friggin' Batman books. Yeah. You should be trying it out. But like, also, if you don't, like, you know, if Batman doesn't come out this month, comic shops don't make their rent. Like, yeah. so, you you know, but there's an article about that. You can read at CBR where they talk about that. A that's bit right. Um, but, uh, Harishi Venkatesh says, uh, speaking of Black Label, Tiffany, <laughs> that was a while ago, you yeah. read Hellblazer Rise and Fall, sat down and read it this week, and immediately got taken aback by the actual logo of my own Liverpool school on Young John's Blazer. Oh, like, that's great. I love that they use a real logo. That's that's a lot of fun. That was not my favorite Hellblazer book, though. I'll be honest. I'll be, I'll be perfectly you honest. Run. It was, yeah, Spurrier's was mine. I, I just could not get into Rise and Fall. It just wasn't. I was coming off of Spurrier's run. It just wasn't as good. Yeah. For me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Algie Try just dropped in just in time just for a sales take on Spider-Man. I blame old comic book fans for becoming writers on these weird status quo. I don't think so. I don't think, I don't so think that's all. what the problem is at all. And like, I'm not even reading it. I, I don't think that that's what the issue is. I think the issue is, is like, it's it, like company-wide mandates against what a creator wants to do. And so yeah. like the creators like promise, maybe I don't know for sure, but like promise like, Oh yeah, you can do whatever you want. And then it's like, but actually now that you're down this road, no, you can't. So yeah. the runs get like muddied because they have to fix the thing that they thought they could do. Yes. Yes. I think that it's just a lack of oversight and a lack of true planning or stick to when it comes to that planning. Mm -hmm. uh, Cat lawyer will defend retreats comics this time. It'll be different. I promise that's, that's mainstream <laughs> Western comics, man. That's how it goes. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's exactly right. Uh, view, beautiful Vash. Uh, there could be some reality bending involved, or maybe MJ has implanted memories, or they could be clones or Mysterio doing mind games. Who knows? Fact is, the fact is, no matter when you get to be old enough, or you read enough comic books, you will realize that like they could say, like this this run could say that Mary Jane had these children when she was in college, and that she has been. Like that, this family, it, you know, has been looking for her forever. You know, she gave birth to them. She let them out. Who knows? And then the next one could go Mysterio, yeah, or the Jackal, implanted memories. Like they could just do that anyway. So like, and or, and that Moira no because you have the Moira wild card here too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Supreme Robots. Omega, in hindsight. <laughs> Yeah, it's cute and quaint that the whole Peter is a clone twist in the Clone Saga pissed off fans, considering they are there are worse stories later on. Yeah, who'd have thought? Except, you know, we've been we've been conditioned on this for a while, but like the idea that an angel named Judas Traveler was interested in Spider-Man because he had a pure soul, who was then contacted by a race of like watchers called scryers to like you know like, and then he wasn't an angel and then he was a mutant and he wasn't and it was like stupid it, it, you know nothing about spider-man during the clone saga lined up with being spider-man right and also like it kind of like 
not that there wasn't ridiculous and like what are you doing with character stories before that but like it's almost like marvel got the like okay we messed up but hey we were forgiven and people still bought books so okay well, it's like, I don't care about being forgiven. You bought the books. At the end of yeah. the day, the number is still the number. And it, like it, the Twitter outrage about Mary Jane's children does not equate to sales. So I couldn't care less. Yeah. Like, I, lessons... I, I firmly believe that. Like, I by feel the way, like those... lessons were learned by the clone saga, kind of. Like a, there was like a weird little lesson. Like they did undo it and they did fix things from it. But like there was like a little something they learned in the back of their minds where they're like, we can do whatever we want. Right, we pissed off everybody, and they bought the crap out of his return, so that's that. Um, except you have to deliver on that. Beautiful yeah. Vash, uh, do you think they should bring back the MC2 universe? I'd really like to see what Mayday and the rest of the cast of the MC2 are up to now. Uh, honestly, yeah. I mean, like, why not? I know there were fans of the MC2 universe. Uh, you don't have I'm, an ultimate universe anymore. Why not? Yeah, bring back the ultimate universe. I'm just Jamie, saying, if you don't have yeah. that, then... Yeah, no. I mean, like, they keep bringing back that awful 2099 universe every so often. You want to you wanna keep, like, publishing, like, more books than you need to each month? Do that. Yeah, do that. that. J-Man 27 Joestar re read your CBR article. Very nice. Keep it up. Thank you very much. Yeah, oh, there'll, very nice. there'll be another one uh, next month and probably about Spider-Man. Ooh. Um, and about that fandom thing I was talking about. But, like, yeah, uh... At the end of the day, if you're looking for like a new run on Spider-Man, I mean, like you, you could, I try it, try it out, read it for yourself. Like I think you should. Um, James, do you think the MCU would ever try a third Phoenix saga? Yeah, without question. <laughs> you? Um, I. There's there's a a hopeful part of me that says no. Right. Because as much as I want to see it done properly and, and appropriately, I, I I think I'd rather just have them try something else. Yeah. Just try something else on for size. Uh, the, the happy masquerader. So what do you think Spider-Man can't have consistently great runs like Daredevil? I would have said it's too big for Marvel to allow big risks, but they're clearly like ruining things. Spider-Man fans love um, because they don't let, because, because Daredevil is a niche character and, the creators can do whatever they want with that character. And typically those characters, if you are going to write daredevil, you have to like daredevil a lot and you have to have and and daredevil because he is not as big a character or has a big enough fan base as Spider-Man, the, you can drag him through the mud and there's less noise about it. So there are fewer people complaining so your 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 judgment on what's happening is less clouded and so you're more willing to let like to go on the ride and then when his triumph is is felt it's all the sweeter as a result so that's how it is hmm. um let's jump into some recommendations shall we let's recommend some yeah um uh, dark crisis is getting a uh zero issue this free comic book day i highly suggest you pick it up if you want to know what the hell's going on um it's, it seems like fun uh, Flashpoint Beyond number one is getting oh, that's a right. free comic book day is this this weekend. It's this Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, Flashpoint Beyond number one is coming out on uh, Tuesday. Uh, let's see where this goes. Uh, I, I promise it has nothing to do with anything else. Uh, Batman Killing Time. I'm digging this book. Uh, so read it and check it out. Uh, free comic book day, by the way, is also getting a uh, Avengers X-Men Judgment Day first issue. Remember mm. that big Eternals thing? Well, that's happening. Yes. So yeah, that's happening. Check, check that out Maybe on we'll Free to, Comic Book Day. Yeah, I'm going to try to have to get that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Um, and uh, I think that's it. Oh, for me. Oh, okay. I am gonna be looking at. Sorry, I'm scrolling through it right now. Um, oh boy. Uh, Task Force <laughs> Z is a book that I keep reading, and I couldn't tell you why. But listen, mm-hmm. I'm reading it, so I'm gonna pick it up. I don't know if I recommend it though. Um, Marauders number two. Yep. I'm gonna grab it. Why not? Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know if I'm gonna get this book. <laughs> I think I know what you mean. I don't know if I'm going to grab Giant Size X Men Thunderbird number one because like I liked some of the Giant Size, but I really didn't like some of the other ones. This is written by mm-hmm. Steve Orlando and Nyla Rose with art by David uh, Cutler. So I'm I'm not a hundred percent on this. I think just because I got burned on some of the other ones, I was like, mm. you know fair. what I mean? Yeah, uh, once once in, shame on you. Yeah, Once in Future number twenty five is coming out. Um, did you see the free comic book day Spider-Man Venom number one? You know, I missed that. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll pick that up. Um, you know, when people were talking about like how they were worried about John Romita on art. Yeah. I, I've, I have never liked the John Romita Jr. Venom drawing. And I, and I think this might be my least favorite John Romita Jr. Drawing of Venom I've ever it, seen in my it's life. It's not great, um, but it is Zeb Wells and John Romita Jr. And there's also going to be an all out Avengers story in the back written by um, Al Ewing and Ram V. Worth getting then. So might be interesting if you can get that free comic book day edition. Yep. Um, Little Monsters number three. It's a Jeff Lemire vampire story. I'm telling you, vampires, man. They're back. They're back. If you were reading Monkey Prince, I kind of, I not that I fell off of it. I just, I missed a couple of issues, but number four is coming out. So I just want to remind those who are still reading it that that is coming out. Um, and I wanted to pick up this thing that I saw actually advertised in another book I was reading um, because a whole bunch of horror comics that are going to be coming out from uh, Image. And uh, there's a free comic book day edition of the Bone Orchard Mythos, which is like, Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino are like putting together this like I think it's supposed to be an interconnected universe of horror stuff. Okay. So I'm like, I got to check this out. Like I have to check this out. <laughs> so that's a free comic book day preview. So it's a good time to check it out because you can see if you're going to end up buying this later on, yeah. especially because don't forget, Image isn't really doing second runs anymore. They're not, they don't want to pay for the paper, which is fair. No. Paper's very freaking expensive right now. Um, yep. And then one other thing I forgot to mention that I know we talked about beforehand. I thought this was interesting. I just wanted to point this out. If you had Saga and you made it to the end past the letters, did you happen to notice that in the like little like, hey, here are some things that are coming up from Saga. One of those things is they, they let him put in here. Brian K. Vaughn has a sub stack and there's a comic he's putting out through Substack, and there's an ad for it in saga and i was yeah. like they play in ball because i'm gonna guess it's gonna be printed through image when it gets mm. printed that would make the most sense that would be the i, I could see that being the only reason why image would let him do it in the first place right but i was like that's interesting especially because there's no reason not to like by the way like with those Substack deals like they facilitated their own deals when it comes to printing so it doesn't like you know they picked like a lot of them picked dark horse and but only because probably dark horse offered a super sweet deal you know but like mm-hmm. it, there was no obligation to pick dark horse they could have gone self-published or or anything really but like yeah so i could see well vaughn has probably a very very nice relationship with with image and i could see them doing that yeah additionally right across the way from that because this is uh it's supposed to be an nsfw graphic novel that's what the new uh, brian k vaughn one is mm-hmm. uh is twig which is a scotty young book which like tends to be a little more all ages i just thought it was very interesting I think yeah. this, this one's coming out this week too, I think. Twig. Nice. Yes, um, it is. 
but I just thought that was so funny. I'm like, juxtaposition. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Well, uh, you know, he did, uh, what's it called? I Hate Fairyland, which was very not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, yeah. But the art is deceptive. You know, you're it like, is. oh. <laughs> so there you yeah. go. <laughs> but uh listen we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us and subscribing and liking our video and of course uh for your your support your super chats really help us out uh they are yeah, the sponsor today's show so thank you for allowing us to talk for over two hours oh about your gosh. favorite comic books and we'll see you guys next time with an all new episode of off the rack in the meantime don't forget to subscribe and hit the uh, notification bell so you can get updates like the conversation that i'm having with josh williamson that's happening that's going to be released tomorrow uh or it'll be available on our patreon.com slash comic pop uh right now so you can watch it right after the show if you uh, can't, can't get enough um, wow nice and, uh, and we got an extra episode of elseworlds exchange we got josh williamson on tuesday and maybe another one on friday who knows or yeah friday so with wow. another creator um but yeah hang in there and uh, we'll see you guys next time with an all-new episode i'm sal and i'm Tiffany. oh hey don't forget to go to twitch.tv slash comic pop watch <laughs> Tiffany play video games uh during the week it's That's a lot right. of fun and uh, it's a terrific community so you know yeah know you're you'll be you'll be a welcome addition yes absolutely just be nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, otherwise, we'll see you guys next time. I'm Sal, and again. And I'm also still Tiffany. So long. Bye.